Some of these podcasts were recorded just prior to Toby Hooper's tragic passing on the 26th of August, 2017. So we've chosen to only discuss his death in our final wrap-up episode. Hello and welcome to the We Are Geeks Horror Channel and our Texas Chainsaw Massacre retrospective podcast where every Friday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and spoilers throughout. The We Are Geeks podcast series is published by WeAreTestLate.com and We Are Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Hello and welcome to the first episode in our We Are Geeks, the horror channel, Texas, Chainsaw, Massacre, retrospective <laughs> podcast. That went seamless. Yeah. <laughs> They'll never know it wasn't one well, person. I'm Chainsaw Man. Our horror channel's back. Uh, yeah, we've covered Friday the 13th. We've done Nightmare on Elm Street. We are uh, concurrently kind of just finishing off on Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which we kind of threw in as an extra special one because or did welcome. it invade in it just it just it came invaded in our podcast yep. series yep. channel you're welcome <laughs> goddamn pod pod oh, podcast pod podcast pod people podcast pod people podcast. pod podcasts should have thought yes. that off of we my did not <laughs> <laughs> could have done we more with that you realize that enough too late now uh, but yeah, this is the this is the official weird geeks uh, horror channel. So like where we're just doing the horror retrospectives, walking for an entire franchise. Now, we tend to do these because someone's a big fan of a show. Like so, in our group of about ten, twelve, whatever people, people like email me sometimes like, oh, I want to do Lord of the Rings or I want to do James Bond. We're not doing James Bond. Too many <laughs> movies. Um, and Lord of the Rings, and we're like, all right, you can do Lord of the Rings, but you got to do the extended versions. And the Hobbit extended versions, and then people. Oh, maybe not. I don't like it that much. Uh, but we'll get around to it at some point. But yeah, with the horror ones, it tends to be always like there's a fan. I was a big proponent of Friday the 13th, which is why we did that first. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Alex wanted to do that one, which is hmm. why we did it. Uh, I really wanted to do Halloween next because Halloween was my real intro into slasher movies. Um, so I was like excited to do it. Uh, but uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there's a new movie coming out at the end of the year called Leatherface, depending on when you're listening to this, maybe in the past. So it's yeah. already out, if so. Uh, but for us... <laughs> Buy it on Blu-ray. Exactly. A couple of months, uh, and it, it, it's coming out, so we thought this one makes sense for us. Let's do this one in the lead-in to 2017's Leatherface. Uh, so I got together. I sent out like an email. I was like, who wants to do a Texas Chainsaw Massacre with me? <laughs> Ali was very nice. You jumped right on board. Yeah. Purely because you're racist and you're from Texas. Is that, that doesn't make me racist. That makes me biased. Yeah, definitely not <laughs> racist. <man. laughs> I think it's racist. Yeah, I don't know. I was a really nice person who likes Thank you, all, Justin. You know. Does she? I'm we'll a see. person of color. She likes me. I really say thank. <laughs> you don't know what she says behind your back, man. Uh, no. um, but Ali, yeah, so people have heard you on the Invasion uh, podcast was going right now, so perhaps yep. they're ODing on you right now. Yeah. Um, and I don't you, blame uh, you if you stop listening. Yes. And you did the Danny Boyle. We did like a retrospective on Danny Boyle. I wish I was there. Correct. For the Danny Boyle one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we did that one in the UK. Yeah, well, thanks for inviting Danny me. Danny Boyle movie? Sunshine. Sunshine. Well, actually, 28 I Days Later and then Sunshine. Ah. But I like, I mean, they're both really cool, man. Yeah, both pretty cool. Yeah. I think our, our unanimous favorite, well, actually, no, go listen to the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to tell <laughs> people. <laughs> go listen to a Danny Boyle podcast. Um, yeah, you haven't done a horror one before. This is your first horror channel yep. podcast. I watched one of the nightmare movies with you and Alex. You did, but that was just for fun. 
Yeah. Wasn't for work. No. So welcome. But I sat in here and watched you guys record. Yeah, that wasn't awkward at all. No. <laughs> you and Alex <laughs> just talking about yep. Freddy. I think you asked me a couple. Of, oh, you asked me a couple of questions and then no one could hear my answer. That's true. That's but it didn't matter. Now they can. <laughs> now you can hear me. I'm sorry in advance. Uh, but yeah, we had trouble getting a third person for this podcast initially <laughs> until Justin Macaroni Maraconda That's Macarena yep. kindly hey, jumped in. That's me. I love spooky. <laughs> 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 so, all right. So for your back history, you were with me on uh, the first of these on the Friday 13th. Yeah. Slasher film. And I didn't realize at the time you weren't a horror fan. No, man. <laughs> now I am. Now I am. I'm like, yes, kill, crush them. Do your thing. So you kind of like, you had, you had a fun time like a, with Jason, like, didn't you? Yeah. I actually like Jason. He's, he's very charismatic. He yeah. does. He has a certain charisma. He just he wins you over by the end, and you're like, dude, do your thing, man. Do your. <laughs> I thing. support your vocation. I support. Yeah. <laughs> and we're playing the Friday Thirteenth video game a lot at the moment. Yeah, so. actually, that even makes me love him more, especially when you are him. Yes, I'm not very good at being Jason. Though. That's yeah. what I've learned. I'm better uh, at being. You got to take the lights out because it's all about you know, sneaking up. No, that was a good tactic. Yeah. I've been yeah. doing that since you said it. You got walk into the into the electrical points, take them take lights out. out straight away. Yeah. Freak people out. <laughs> oh my gosh what was that that's a literal noise yeah. they did <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so yeah you very kindly said you do the texas podcast with us yeah i'm i'm i feel like i'm a veteran now of horror movies <laughs> no definitely not but once you watch friday the 13th you yeah once you watch yeah exactly you're just like all right people are gonna do stuff <laughs> that's this. very disrespectful and the main character is gonna get mad and want to take him out is that your Texas <laughs> accent? You're all right, all right. <laughs> oh, we're we'll getting get to, to that. Him. We'll get to that. <laughs> the man of t- Mr. Texas himself. Yeah. And we'll be looking out for that actual line. Yeah. <laughs> all, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> this is the one I was like, iconic for, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they, they keep getting younger I'm and they keep so dying. Sad <laughs> <if he dies. laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Girls keep dying. I keep staying the same age. <laughs> exactly. That's what he really was saying. So, um. Yeah, so like a big proponent of, like I said, this is normally we have the fan. Now we try to assemble this now. Now that we're back, we're not going anywhere. This will be every Friday. Um, and sometimes every Wednesday and Friday when we have too much coming. We've got Child's Play coming up as well. So we're going to be folding that into this. It's very playful. Uh, yes, yes. Friendly for children. Yeah. I think I got Katie on Rated that one G. and Alex might be doing it. Uh, but anyway, what was my point? Yeah, I try and <laughs> then, we're trying to pull this podcast together. So you get one fan who knows, super fan, knows all the stuff about the show's then you get one person who's brand new, fresh perspective. And then someone who's, you know, maybe dabbled a little bit, knows a little bit about it, but not too much. This one was hard to do that <laughs> on. Because <laughs> no one wanted to do the Texas Chainsaw Massacre podcast. Which is interesting. And I think we should definitely, that's something we need to talk about. Because it does have a certain reputation. Uh, even Katie, who watched anything, is like, I'm not doing that podcast with you. <laughs> now, so, Justin, you've never seen a full Texas Chainsaw film before? No, I saw some of them when I was, like, younger and... <laughs> was terrifying <laughs> because where I grew up, I grew up in Hawaii. Everything's a forest. Uh, I don't really have much neighbors. There's some neighbors. I don't know them. Weird, creepy sounds coming from like this creek. So it's just always dark and scary. So my mom <laughs> liked horror films, which is probably why I don't really like horror films because I'm a small child who's home sometimes by himself or with my grandmother who's not going to save me if there's like, murderer trying to kill me <laughs> she's gonna uh, run yeah like, she, fuck she, you, Justin, i mean she would probably she would probably you know try to help but i mean like let's be real it's at the end of the day life. you're good meat to slow yeah. down a killer yeah um but yeah so i saw some of it 
And I was just like, man, people on the mainland are terrifying. <laughs> and so I never watched any horror, like, chainsaw. I saw one. And I was like, I'm, I'm good for the rest of my life. But here I am to conquer my fears. So what, what for you is, because obviously, like, Texas Chainsaw is a pulp culture thing. Yeah. Even if most, like, even if people haven't seen the film, they know of, but did you know of the word Leatherface? Did you understand what the dynamic would be? No, I just thought it was literally a bunch of, like, chainsaw, like, somebody, like, a chainsaw convention where everyone got killed or something okay. initially. But then I, and then I saw the, the film with my mom and I was like, oh, okay, it's a guy who goes around chainsawing people to death. That's it. Okay. But you didn't remember much about it before coming? No, just a dude who wore people's faces. Right. Okay. Which I thought in the beginning was pigs, pigs face like me. Right, right. Yeah, but yeah. We'll, we'll get to some pigs. Okay. Um, Allie, you're from Texas. Correct. So presumably this is a documentary about your family and friends. And yeah, everywhere in Texas is just like this. Is exactly like this. Which is why every, my accent. Everybody has an accent. Like you sound just Everybody like the hitchhiker. You sounded like, like the. the you sounded like Leatherface. I hear that <laughs> all the time in California. <laughs> the second I moved here, people were like, "Man, is Leatherface your dad?" <laughs> so you grew. Uh, you didn't grow. Did you grow up? Did you move to Austin or did you grow up around Austin? No, I grew up in El Paso. Okay, but you went to Austin, didn't you? Yes, for yeah. three and a half years. Okay, so like, yeah, a lot of these are based around Austin, and a lot of them are shot around Austin. Some aren't. Some are shot in California. Yep. Um, but yeah, they're all based in that area. So you can give us a little bit of like, and, and I mean it sincerely, not just as, like taking the piss out of it, but I have no clue, really. I, I've been through Texas a few times. I haven't really stopped in it. Um, mm. I don't, other than the big wide expanses, which is one of the reasons they, they made these films there, because they were driving through America and they were driving through these big expanses in Texas, uh, where a bunch of them had come from and, and grew up. And they were like, you could just disappear here and no one would ever find you. You really yep. could. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to get some input from you throughout the course of the franchise in terms of like the stereotypes, <laughs> which might upset <laughs> you or not. And then just geographically, like does, you know, they do it in England sometimes. I'm like, that's not possible. There are villages everywhere. <laughs> like someone would hear you or find you or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how these films play out and the reality of that state. Um, but you've never seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre film? No, okay. not in full. I've seen clips i'm kind of in a similar position to justin okay i think my sister probably watched the first maybe second one all the way through but i was too young to want to or be allowed to watch them so i would just like see and hear some scenes and then hear her talk about it later and that was about it and you haven't really seen because we've been watching a bunch of horror films since we've been hanging out because i'm mm -hmm. horrible like that um and you've horrible. been very receptive <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you've been very receptive to it all but you haven't seen many old school ones really have no. you like you saw the original Nightmare? Yep. And um, what else? What do you say that you've seen that's predates? Um, the original, well, not the original Rings, the um, first American Rings. Nope. Naomi Watts. That's 2000. It doesn't count. <laughs> no. That's like 2000. That I'm talking about the 1970s, 90s, okay. like, like the thing. No. 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 Have you seen many Hitchcocks like Psycho or? I've seen Psycho, um, Birds. Okay. Birds. That's about it. That's cool. So you really are like, you're not just first to the series, you're first to really old school horror movies. Yep. Which is, I'm very intrigued with, and I apologize for what this <laughs> franchise might put you through. Um, okay. So my history with this is, yeah, I have seen all of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre films once. Uh, when I first got into horror films when I was 17, 18 and living by myself, like I said, Halloween was my, my way in. Uh, fruit, not Living Dead, then Halloween. 
Um, and that got me into slasher movies. I then like just ate up all the slasher movies. And I remember seeing, as I talked about on our Friday the 13th podcast, I got all the Friday the 13th movies and I'd go down to the VHS store and just buy all of them and then come home and just watch them all like in two nights, pretty much. Nice. The get original that, Netflix binge. Yeah, yeah. get that <laughs> rental, return it quick. I'd love, I fucking miss that store, man. It was just like all horror films, bad dramas, yeah. and then like the porn section at the back. Yeah. And you'd always go and buy like all the Friday 13th and then like one porn VHS and you try and hide it in there because you weren't quite old enough yeah. to be buying you would, you would go uh, beyond the curtain because it was like a curtain. That oh, we didn't have the curtain. Oh. The curtain. I always yeah. thought that in movies. It's like, damn, I never had the curtain. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just right out there on display. And you now it's just look. everywhere. You don't even. You're <laughs> in America. Whoever rents, whoever rents porn, the porn this day is just missing out. I know it's weird, isn't it? I was in a hotel recently, and they still have the porn films. And you're like, you have your internet. Yeah. What are you doing? You're Paying like, twenty five dollars. Also, <laughs> you should just make it free. Because, um, yeah. So yeah, when I got to Friday Thirteenth ones, they were really like, I used to be terrified of horror, and I was Friday Thirteenth ones. Like these are horrible. They were ugly. They were grimy. They were dirty. I just couldn't get on board with them. They made me feel kind of really sick. Until by the end, I kind of like got into Jason as a character. Mm. Um, and then I came back to them and fell madly in love with the idea, but just not the film. So I didn't think the film was very good, but I loved the setting. I loved the character and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and when I finally got to Texas, that put that in perspective. Like Texas was a whole different level <laughs> of griminess, dirtiness. Yeah. And I didn't like ugly characters. I didn't like, you know, loud characters. I like people to be nice in my films, which is, I think, why I liked Halloween. It's like the middle class slasher films, what I always call it. It's very, like, <laughs> polite and clean and not too grimy or dirty until Rob Zombie did the remake. Oh, so a thousand corpses. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Rob Zombie's hugely influenced to the point of not just influence, he steals yeah. from these first two Texas Chainsaw films in yeah. particular. Yeah. I was like, oh, whoa, I'm watching a House of a Thousand Corpses right now. Yeah. House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects are almost, there were literal scenes stolen from these two movies. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but I never liked the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And this is always a weird thing. I'm a huge horror fan, go to all these festivals for it, have lots of friends in the horror, would have arguments a, a lot of the time because. I did the two of the biggest horror films of all time, The Exorcist and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love The Exorcist as a film. I don't find it scary. It's just my non-Catholic upbringing. It doesn't, <laughs> it's not spooky for me, but I think it's a great film. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I always hated it. Really vehemently hated it. And I have this thing where I, I used to think a lot of big horror directors, like even, well, uh, even John Carpenter and people like that, it's like, well, they're not really great directors. They just made one or two great films in a in a you know long series of bad films yeah. but toby hooper was the one i always called out I was like he's a bad director and pp's become like this hero um for horror film directors so i haven't really been back to them um i've, I've been back to the remake maybe a couple of times uh, which we'll get to in a few episodes um but yeah so i was, I was kind of scared and excited to go back right now um and particularly to the first one because i thought well i'm in a different place now it's been a long time how much yeah. the first one in maybe 15 you're wiser years? you're older exactly you're more mature you're ready for it. exactly and i've been listening to a lot of podcasts about them i've read up a lot i've watched a lot of documentaries to learn about it all and i have to say approaching it now like i think toby hooper's a really cool guy like watching interviews with him he's a really lovely guy um he's, he's quite interesting and intelligent quite quiet doesn't seem like someone who'd come up with something like this um, as oh, I think most, yeah, most horror directors, they're either like fucking bananas <laughs> or they're just really quiet and seem quite sweet. Um, so I have definitely respect for the film going into it now that I know more about it. But whether I like it or not, we'll see. Um, 
And that's something I want to say right off the bat now for all of these. I know we said it on the other ones, but let's really hammer it home. We're not going to let people know which way we're swinging with the film till we get to the end of the podcast. Yeah. So we'll go for it scene by scene. Just say where you are on that part of the journey. And then when we get to the end, yeah, we'll, we'll say whether we recommend it to people. I super love it. Watch them all. <laughs> Texas. Deep in the heart of Texas. Justin's out. <laughs> You're lucky I put new compression on our mics. <laughs> Just thinking. <laughs> I mean, I, st- I still popped it. Look, see, there's that little red pop Aww. mark. Yeah. You did that. You made that. You're welcome for years, Now baby. go go back Look in and edit that art. motherfucker. It's, it's, at one, it's at 17 minutes. Oh, welcome. I could see where it's at, buddy. That's a huge spike. <laughs> so, just it's the only one. Or is it? All right. Yes. So, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, made in 19... Well, released in 1974. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's get some perspective on that year, shall we? So, Ali. Yes. Uh, you have, I believe, the box office of what were the biggest films in 1974? Top 20. Top 20. Let's do it. Run us through. I do. Um, starting at number 20, we have Happy Days. Ooh. That was a Happy Days movie? Oh, Happy Days. Yep. Was it really Happy, happy Days, days movie? <laughs> you keep reading. I'm going to find out. If that's oh, no, a, no, no. If that's based on Happy Days. Oh, my gosh. I pulled up TV and movies. On oh, well, okay. Tell me Is what. that okay? Do it. Yeah, yeah. TV and movies. All right. Happy so Days we'll start with t- happy TV days. show was very popular. <laughs> I was like, there's a Happy Days movie and I haven't seen it. 20s, okay, 20 and 19 are both TV. And then it looks like we jump to just... Film. That's cool. That's cool too. It still gives us a perspective on yeah. the era. So Happy Days, then we jump to Little House on the Prairie. Happy Days is at number 20. We're going from 20 yes. down. 19's just... Little House on the Prairie. 18, Death Wish. Death Wish. 17, we jump to Promised Lands, which is a documentary. Um, 16, The Phantom of Liberty. 15, Hearts and Minds. 14, Celine and Julie go boating. Oh, that sounds oh, like a very unrated. crazy my favorite movie. Oh, it's unrated. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. What's it called? I'm looking it up. Celine and Julie go boating. Celine and Julie. 1974. Yep. Movie making. I'm on it. <laughs> Comedy, drama, fantasy. I like the oh, fantasy. Oh, well, that's my favorite genre. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. It's um, a coming of age. Number 13 is a TV movie. Edvard Munch. Biography, M- drama, Munch or history. Munch? I think it's it's spelled Munch. I'm assuming it's pronounced Munch. Literally Munch, nobody Munch. knows. Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, 12, A Poem is a Naked Person. 11, Macon County Line. 10, we have The Groove 2. TV show. It's a TV show, right? Or no, it's like a movie TV no, show. No, it says rated R. Oh, interesting. It's, it's, uh, it's If it's the same Groove Tube, it's the like precursor be, to uh, yeah. SNL. To the, ah. It was this guy Ken Shapiro, I think. Yeah, he made it with Chevy Chase, and then Michael yep. Lauren, whatever, came over because he was like this new dude who uh, was like, I guess maybe right or something. But he was kind of there while they're making it, and then Chevy Chase and uh, Michael Lauren went to New York. They're like, we're gonna do this. Like essentially, grew to there, nice. and Ken Shapiro didn't go or whatever. Or like they basically took his idea, took the idea with that Chevy and Ken did and made SNL. So Damn, there's a lot that. of stuff behind it. It's really That's crazy. That's cool. It was good knowledge, yes. Yeah. Um, sitting at number nine is The Man with the Golden Gun. Eight is Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Seven, if you're listening to this, you should know this movie. It is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> <Number> seven. <laughs> Six is Benji. Beijing. Just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> Five, we have The Godfather, part two. Uh, four is Earthquake. Three is Young Frankenstein. Two is The Towering Inferno. Ooh. 
And number one is Blazing, Blazing Saddles. Saddles. Blazing Saddles number <laughs> yeah. one. Really? Yeah. Yep. Dude, that's Blazing great. <laughs> that's a cool, that's a great movie. I've only seen part of it. I'm just whizzing through Celine and Julie Ego boating on How YouTube right look? now. It looks fucking awesome. We should do this for the next. <laughs> okay. We'll have a special does it podcast. The unrated I can't rating? see any nudity from men or women yet so far. But okay. I'll keep that on running in the background. <laughs> if I seem distracted, that's what's going on. So we're going to be watching. There are movie. magic shows. Watching right. Celine and Julie. Um, and Justin. Yeah. Uh, you have some of the horror films that came out that year. Yeah. It's uh, a crazy list. Because it is important to realize Texas Chainsaw Massacre is before all traditional slasher movies like Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street. None of these movies have come out yet. Uh, the only thing you could that really predates it is Psycho. Yeah. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Man. I'm ready. 1974 horror films by year. <laughs> Black Christmas. Let Sleeping Corpse Lie. Silent Night. Bloody Night. <laughs> Death Wish. So, not much. Um, I mean, obviously there are others, but like these are the highlights. Yeah, I mean, there's a crazy. If you want the full list, you go to Wikipedia.com. I've heard of that website. Something something <laughs> horror. Um, they have like each horror films that came out, like the full list uh, by year, which is crazy. But most of them people won't have heard of because back then we didn't really have them. It was really from the '80s onwards that horror films yeah. became what we think of horror films as now. Uh, Black Christmas was famously like Halloween actually stole its infamous opening from Black Christmas. Um, and that was a slasher film. So we were starting, well, it was teetering on a slasher film. So we're just sort of starting to get this kind of movie coming around. And yeah, we're, we're taking that real dive from, from more supernatural horror and monster horror into yeah. things that could happen in real life, which is definitely where Texas jumps in. Yep. So let's get some information on this movie. It's directed by Toby Hooper. It's written by Kim Henkel and Toby Hooper. Uh, produced by Kim Henkel, Toby Hooper, Jay Parsley, great name. Um, and Richard Sands. It stars Marilyn Burns, Edward Neal, Alan Danziger, Paul A. Partain, William Vale, Terry McMinn, Jim Siddell, Gunnar Hansen, and John Duggan. Sound like fake names. Now, it, this film has a really complicated uh, history in terms of how it was made, how, yeah, what, what the, the gross was of this film. So its budget is estimated uh, somewhere between 100000 to 300,000. Uh, it began as purely $60,000. That's all it was going to be. But then when it got to editing, it took them a year to get through editing. It added like an extra 80 grand um, to the budget. And then they needed rescuing. Um, now it's really complicated. I'm not going to go into all of it here. There are great documentaries. The Shocking Truth is a pretty good one. Uh, but there are good documentaries out there that you can watch and read to get the whole story. But essentially, they were sort of passing through different uh, production to help them. They got in a comp uh, distributor called Bryanston Distribution Company. Uh, which ended up being a mafia front that they didn't realize. Hmm. Uh, they actually put the movie out and they were using Texas Chainsaw Massacre to launder money from their other film at the time called Deep Throat, which many people <laughs> may have heard of. Um, so the production received, like at the end of the day, the production received just enough money to reimburse the investors and then they paid the cast and crew $405 a piece. So of course, there was a big outrage. Um, they were sued. Um, and they, the the cast and crew were then awarded twenty five thousand dollars each because this movie made estimated thirty one million dollars just in the U S. Now, this is because it was run by mafia. It's very hard for them to know exactly how much it actually made. Right. But it is estimated that this is actually with inflation the biggest money making movie of all time. Wow. Um, but it's very hard to prove it because of 
Um, eventually, Bryanston uh, had lied about all of their profits. Uh, frontman Louis Pereno was then arrested for obscenity charges <laughs> to do with things on the set of Deep Throat, apparently. Um, I don't believe that. Then New Line Cinema came in and paid everyone off as part of a big purchase agreement, and then they started putting the movie out. So it's really... Uh, they still like did not make the money that they should have made from this movie, not at all. And that's something that continued throughout this franchise of people signing bad deals and getting fucked over by Oof. distribution houses which is a real shame because uh, this movie was made um obviously with an incredibly modest independent budget um all like pretty much natural lights throughout the entire movie or no lights <laughs> or no lights in places <laughs> flashlight uh it took Barely. them 32 days of shooting um they did seven days a week there were no break days Jeez. Uh, they were shooting 12 to 16 hours a day other than a very particular scene that we'll get to later. Um, now, this is this film is infamous for many, many reasons. One, it was one of the first horror films um, to really shock people. Uh, two is that it's it's accoladed as the greatest movie of, uh, horror movie of all time by many, many, many critics and many, many magazines. For instance, Slant Magazine has called it the number one horror film of all time. Entertainment Weekly called it the number two horror film of all time. Hmm. Uh, total film canvassed leading directors and stars from horror films now. Um, they voted it the number one horror film of all time. Um, so it's an incredibly important film. It influenced a lot of things that came afterwards and for independent cinema as well. It was like important to show what you could do. Uh, Toby Hooper, who came up with the movie, claimed that he had the idea for the film while he was standing in a hardware store um, in a long line of people. And he got fed up and he looked around and there was a chainsaws, like a bunch of chainsaws on the shelves next to him. And he thought it would be like fantasizing. It'd be fun just to cut through the line of people with the chainsaws <laughs> to get to the front of the line. It would be fun. Well, maybe fun wasn't the word to use. I don't <laughs> know. Um, but this film was like Halloween before it. No, sorry, after it. And like uh, Psycho before it, based loosely on Ed Gein. So when this movie came out, it was really sold like Blair Witch was sold as this is based on a, well, Blair Witch was meant to be, this is a true story. This was meant to be based on a true story. Um, the true story they were claiming it was based on was at a date that was actually after the date they started shooting. <laughs> so it could never convenient. have been based on that. Um, but the real life that it was based on Lucy was Ed Gein, who many people know is a real life serial killer. Uh, one of the most infamous in history. Uh, he didn't actually kill many people. I didn't know that until I looked up about him properly. Do you know about Ed Gein? No. No. So he's a dude who um, he was brought up by his mother in a strictly religious home, um, was told that all women were dirty whores, basically, and not to be trusted, and like were all sinners. Um, and he would he worked in a graveyard, and he was digging up bodies, and taking parts from home, and raping them, and doing things to them. Then he would skin them, um, and he had like a back room where he like decorated much like this movie lamps with people's skin his couch mm. with people's skin bones he only he ended up killing two women because obviously eventually that perversion turned into um more homicidal um and then he was caught so he's he's known as a serial killer i'm not downplaying killing two people but yeah. i'm just saying it was surprised me oh he only actually killed two people but yeah. he desecrated a lot of corpses um, and he was seen as just a nice neighbor to most people. So he really brought it to neighborhoods where people knew him. People would leave their kids to like hang out with him. Like no one, everyone thought he was a lovely guy until they found this back room with all this stuff. Interesting. Uh, uh, so they're like, what's in your back? Hey man, what's in your back room? Uh, uh, it's just, uh, I build furniture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Jesus. I'm a carpenter. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, what is this? What's the skin? Leather. What's the leather people call it? Tanner. I'm a tanner. I'm a tanner. <laughs> Just a tanner, carpenter by night. 
but it definitely yeah influenced quite a lot of aspects in this movie yeah yeah. Um, yeah sorry to go for all these facts to begin with but this first film's important and there's a lot of facts the other ones I have less to say about <laughs> this one there's a lot uh, they shot yeah in Texas it was extraordinarily hot one of the hottest oh, summers in history it was hot. between 95 to 105 degrees every single day. Um, but when they were shooting inside, it was getting to like 130 degrees. Oh. That's insane. No, um, So when they were originally trying to cast Leatherface as well, some little interesting facts. Um, they cast somebody for it, but the guy got drunk in a hotel room and refused to come out. Huh. <laughs> so Toby Hooper ended up calling up his friend Gunner. Um, to Good see if he would, uh, see if he would take over the part, which he happily did. Gunnar Hansen then spent two or three days walking around a state school uh, for the mentally challenged to kind of see how they interacted and how they worked until cool. until he felt he could get to the point where he could walk around and people didn't know whether he was one of them or not, basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he took it, he took it very seriously. He's a nice guy. Like I was watching interviews with him. Yeah, he's no, very he smart, really good, nice guy. Good job. I was I was like, man, the, it came. It was easily. Yeah. It. yeah, yeah, it didn't feel like he was trying, like trying to be that. He was just yeah. In a film that's so radically over the top, it's yeah. surprising he doesn't yeah. really feel that over the top. Um, the mask that he made was uh, that he wears was made of liquid latex with fiberglass insulation, um, and durable, <laughs> durable as yeah. Um, yeah, there's loads of little facts that I'll sprinkle through as we get to stuff. Uh, but the last one I want to leave with is this, which is something I've, i didn't say to you guys before we watched the film so we just watched the horror film right yeah so toby hooper intending this movie to be a comedy uh <laughs> now that makes a lot of sense it's a satirical <laughs> comedy it's not yeah. meant to be like a you know jim carrey comedy yeah. it is definitely meant to be one that you're horrified by at the same time um but there's a big sort of thing with this movie of people like it's a comedy film no it's a horror film like well he doesn't he intended it to be a satire um and with the sequel we will definitely get that going Oh, that boat being pushed all the way out huh. in satire territory. Um, because what we essentially have is like a nuclear family, but yeah, uh, shown yeah, through a all. magnifying glass of what people thought of Texas at yeah. that time. So um, people still do think of. Yes, That's yes. Pretty, I do. Looking at you, Al White. Barbecue. What's Texas known for? Barbecue, guns, horses, and chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> and a guy pretty named much. Face. Um, so yeah, he approached this film and trying... he. <laughs> He thought when he was making this film, it was going to be a PG film. <laughs> Genuinely. To the point where he was having many conversations with the MPAA, and we'll get to the scene, on how to tackle certain scenes while keeping it PG. Now, think about the film now for a second. There's no blood in it, there basically. Really? No. There's like one spray at one point. There is no blood. Just the hand cut. Hand. The, the cutting. Yeah, cutting hand, a little spray at one point. There's a, yeah, there's a little, yeah. I mean, there's not no blood. But for what, how it feels... There's no blood. And when this movie then was like coming out, it, it kept being cut. Uh, in the UK, where I come from, it was banned for a long, long time, decades and decades. Yeah, because mm. they don't want people going around with chainsaws in the UK. Exactly. <laughs> we got nothing else to do. Um, but yeah, this was like one of the most aggressively nightmarish films ever made. And yet there's really no violence shown on screen, which is partly budgetary as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was aiming for a PG rating and he thought he genuinely thought he could get it. And he was shocked when he did not. Um, this is R. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way it's even PG-13. So, yeah, I definitely want to go through the film because that, that's something that when they were then asked, okay, what can we cut to make it PG? They had to look at the film and get, there isn't a scene. It's not about a particular shot or a scene. And it was really graded for a pervasive feeling of menace. Like, mm. that was what it was. It's like yeah. it just felt horrible the whole time. Now, obviously, we are now 
over 40 years past when this film came out. Well, like 43 years now. Yeah, it's PG-13. Yep. So it definitely, like, you know, may not feel as shocking as it did at the time. It um, still feels kind of shocking. It's still pretty shocking. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, all right. <laughs> it's just... Oh, no. Also, the, the wheelchair. That's another part where you get to see, like, blood and stuff. You don't really see it. I was looking for it. You don't really see it. That's yeah, the you bit see the motion. You see it splatter yeah, there's a splatter yeah. on, on Leatherface Labor. You see him, though. Yeah. It's like got a dark, nice red on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I but mean, it's it pretty, it like, it's no more than you saw in Psycho or anything like that. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. very yeah. Yeah, polite. Considering how this film feels like a snuff movie, really. Like, it yeah. feels. And as I remember, that's how when I watched it, particularly on VHS, it felt like a snuff movie and it yeah. was icky. With all that research done on snuff films. Yeah, yeah, I knew, I knew. I I've never watched a snuff films. So That's I good. You should. Yeah. I remember when the internet <laughs> first came around, and there were like not snuff movies, but like you know, footage of people getting killed and stuff, and uh, people yeah. just at rallies. You mean shot. like Rotten.com and all that? I don't know, man. Yeah. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't yeah. watch any of that stuff. All right, let's get through it then, shall we? <laughs> scene by scene. Uh, so how we normally start these podcasts is I'll do like a little quick synopsis. Um, yep of what's going on i want to make those as truncated as possible because we waste so much time on it and then we go through it scene by scene yeah so really i don't see the point people you're gonna find out yeah people you're gonna watch find it out. so basically <laughs> this movie is about a bunch of kids um who uh there's been corpses that have been desecrated and dug up from graves on the news uh it's where their grandpa comes from they go back I, I, and we'll get into it they go back maybe to investigate it maybe as a tourist it's hard to tell um, and then they decided to swing by the old house where they used to visit when they were growing up, where, which their grandpa owned, which was near the slaughterhouse. Uh, while there, a couple of them go off the watering hole. Well, they're, they're, it's a brother and sister. Yeah, sorry, it's yeah. brother and sister. And there's friends. two people dating. Um, well, they're all dating except for the brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's exactly. Five of he's he's fifth-wheeling hard, literally, yeah. too. They go to a watering hole. It's all dried up. They hear a generator. Uh, these two head out to this house trying to find some gas for the car. They end up getting killed by Leatherface. Uh, one of them does. We'll get it. Again, I, I don't want to get into it too much yet because we'll get yeah. into it. But basically, they end up getting killed by Leatherface. Another guy goes looking for them. He ends up getting killed by Leatherface. Yep. The other two end up going looking for them. One of them ends up getting killed by Leatherface. And we're ended up with our final girl who's there for the last sort of half hour of the movie. Yep. Uh, gets taken in by this family of lovely family we don't know what because there's no mother around so we're not sure how they were made uh but generational family of people who used to work Maybe at the slaughterhouse wearing that's true oh yeah their mom um well we do see we'll get we'll get to it He's anyway. baby. mama's boy she gets chained up she, there's boy. a horrific dinner scene where um they look like they're gonna eat some barbecue which we then realize is probably made of human meat um grandpa's wheeled out to try and kill her but he's pretty ineffectual <laughs> she escapes Gets chased around, gets out on the highway, sunrise, truck runs over one of the one of the uh, the killers, Probably. Leatherface comes out, she gets away on the truck, and he's left doing a little dance, basically, which is <laughs> an iconic, iconic Texas Chainsaw dance now. So let's get into it properly, the meat. So we start off in complete black, which I had completely forgotten about this movie. Yeah. Mm. It's black with sounds um, going on. Yep. And then, I, I'm going to use the word iconic a lot, but this movie has many iconic things. Uh, many trailers have used it as well. The sound now of the flash going off of uh, one of those old-fashioned cameras. Mm. And each time the sound happens, we get a little photo of a piece of a corpse, um, which are all like rotting, and we get this newsreel audio uh, going on about the graveyard and stuff. Um, it's really cool opening. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. I was trying to figure out, because in the 
that's like speaking of geography i was trying to figure out where in texas they were right and to try to gauge how intense these accents were gonna be <laughs> um which the second they said louisiana border i was like oh boy we're in for a treat <laughs> get into east texas and that's where it all happened um but they mentioned louisiana border houston police and then they also mentioned fort worth which is right outside of dallas so it's a little confusing okay i was trying to figure out if this was something that was happening at cemeteries all over this was that on the news that i mentioned those yeah okay which some of it was hard to hear because that was when the intro music was also still playing so some of it was like covered up Mm -hmm. i don't know if they meant if they were just talking out of their asses to have filler or if it is supposed to yeah they probably just said ad-lib texas words (laughs) fort worth fort hood houston (laughs) louisiana border um (laughs) barbecue barbecue um hot it's (laughs) get on your just keep going <laughs> yeah look it's it's a immediately uh kind of disturbing way to open your movie i love theater dark and this and the sounds that are going on and then these visuals look quite realistic mm-hmm. of this decaying corpse and then you end up on this close-up shot of the face like yeah. not scared to show and it like and then they pull, pull out. out yeah that's cool i like that that was cool yeah, yep. it's like, with oh, the head what? in his hands because I can know what I'm in for now. Yeah. There's no turning back. But it feels like it doesn't feel like an indie movie to me, the opening. Like it feels like yeah. a very bold, confident production. You don't really see a body as grimy or weird or creepy as that very yeah. beginning. Yeah. It feels like that's where they yeah put it's a lot like of their money with yeah. their latex and yeah. stuff. Um, and a, a smart move because it gets you off to a really confident start. I think. Yep. Um, and then you go into the credits where you go into like uh, black solar flares. Is that what they are? There's like this weird, dirty, grimy, grainy footage of solar flares going on. I was watching on, is it solar flares? And then they cut to an image of the sun at the end of it. Uh. So I presume, yeah, it is meant to be solar flares. Um, but it's kind it's of... A, yeah, it, it was because the entire thing they were talking about, like um, Zodiac yeah, stuff, of course. you know, like the Saturn, you're in retrograde right. and... Yeah, so I didn't a, get that. I kept thinking, what's the point of all of this star sign chat? It's yeah. uh, it's basically to started LA to uh, book stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> book <Sorry>. stuff. <laughs> Don't want to jump ahead. We'll, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. But you're um, talking about Zora. Yeah. It's it's a long credits but it goes on for quite a while, yeah. and this is where we get introduced to what we call, and I'm using inverted commas in the air, music, in this movie. Um, so another cool fact with this movie is the music a lot of it was done by toby hooper himself hmm. there is not a single instrument used in the soundtrack to this movie um, the idea was to create sounds that would be what cattle would hear in a slaughterhouse uh. so whether it's things making moaning noises or metal grating on things or blades spinning or whatever it's all industry like noises yeah um, and it's a huge part, I will argue, as to why this movie upsets people um, and either works or doesn't work for people. I know people who just couldn't get through it, they turned it off because the clamor of noise was too yeah, a lot. chaotic. Yeah, it's pretty chaotic. Um, yeah, and then we open on a, d- a dead armadillo. <laughs> so this is like a big horror trope now, and we're going to get a lot of horror tropes, which you could argue armadillo. The, this film identified Sorry. many of them. Yeah. Um, so apparently when they were shooting this movie... Uh, they actually came across a dead horse carcass on the Whoa. side of the road, which you never get. And uh, happens who, all the time in Texas. 
Really? Private school? No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. Get a voice of reason. Aye, aye, aye. Plus, just like yeah, walking in and they on die. Which I'm part here of... to break all of the Texas stereotypes. It depends on which we part of Texas. We don't ride our horses to school. There's not dead horse corpses. I heard there's the a lot of shootouts in Texas, right? Aye, aye, very aye. Aye. We have oh, running st- look, water. To be fair, I stopped you <laughs> when you said... There are dead horses by the side of the road. That might be true. I don't know. I would not think you're right. I'm sure it's happened before. Clearly, it did when they were shooting this movie. It happened. What about well, oil? I have never was seen there, was there a dead lot of horse. oil everywhere. So oil. none of them went to get this shot because it was gonna. They thought it would smell too much. It's like, are you kidding me? It's such a cool shot that they could have started with. The free dead horse. I know. Yeah, idiots. You don't even need. I would have taken the camera and just go right in there. But like, I got, I got this. <laughs> got the shot though. Put a mask on. Yeah. Just or just vomit. Like leave the camera. <laughs> but the vomit camera on. on the horse so it looks better. Yeah. Oh, that happened. We're going to get to vomit. Vomit happened for sure with this <laughs> oh, one. Sweet. Um, so, yeah, instead they got, found his dead arm, Dillo took it away, and, and the art guy was stitched it together and stuffed it and did some taxidermy on it and put it back on the road again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was uh, a bit strange. But anyway, real uh, yeah, great, great opening. A lot of work for something where they had free. Exactly. And yeah. then we're introduced to Sally Hardesty, played by Marilyn Burns, her paraplegic brother, Franklin, played by Paul A. Partain, uh, who are traveling with their three friends, Jerry, played by Alan Danziger, Kirk, played by William Vale, and Pam, played by Terry McMinn. Um, and they're going to visit the grave of the Hardesty's grandfather to investigate reports of grave robbing. Now, I say this sentence because I've read the Wikipedia synopsis. <laughs> Do we get that from the movie that that's definitely what they're doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought they were just checking on the body to make sure he wasn't like, you know, that granddad was still in the in the grave. Because yeah. they ask those guides, which I don't really understand. What if were those guys like an authoritative group of people of the graveyard? Yeah, yeah I didn't really understand why they were like asking them permission to go into the graveyard. I was assuming it was going to be more abandoned, but then they go and there's a ton of other. people Yeah, it's like there. a tourist trap. Yeah, it's like there are people just hanging out, coming to see these desecrated graves. Yeah. They kind of yeah. just, I feel like they maybe just used it to get some information across of like, oh, my grandma, my grandpa or whoever is buried here. Definitely. Can we go check to make sure his body's still there? No, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just weird. It's all these drunken Texans just yep. like lying around. And they really breeze through that very quickly. It's like, all right, here's the reason they have to be traveling home. We don't want to waste time on that. Let's get, get yeah. on with the yeah. horror story. Um, I have to say, like, my memories of this movie were, it, it's an ugly movie. Which I know many people are like, yeah, but that's what works. It's so grainy and grimy. And then I listened to a podcast where someone really like went on about how great the cinematographer is. And he's gone on to do great things. Um, and he'll actually return for one of the films in this franchise Ooh. much later on. Um, I have to say, it starts off really good. There's this beautiful dolly shot right off the bat, um, pushing through the fields as they pull the truck over, the van over. And then Franklin mm-hmm. gets out of the van to go and pee. And it's really slick and the beginning of this movie feels great and i think this new we're watching the blu-ray with the new 4k uh transfer of it um and it looks for the most part really good the image the image and it makes it less of a snuff film in look for me um which arguably might make it less effective for some people (laughs) i was confused though then a big truck passes by and that somehow pushes franklin in his wheelchair down the hill yeah from the energy of it wind (laughs) It was yeah. a very weird he kinda, scene. He kind of like gets off balance. And I don't, I don't know, know what's the point was he, of that. Was he that close to the edge of a hill? 
on a wheelchair that seems also stupid. why didn't he lock it but the real thing is like yeah. why didn't he just pee in the can in the van yeah he gets out That's of the van to pee into point. a can yeah also if he's, he's paraplegic, shy. He, want, he kept turning around to make he, sure nobody was watching the, when you're paraplegic does that mean like you can't feel your legs and all that because then he wouldn't be able to t- he wouldn't be able to hold his like it flat. depends i think i think it depends oh. yeah um yeah, it was, it's just weird. And it was just weird of like, okay, you must be establishing something that he rolls down this hill, but I don't really understand no, what. They just put him back in the car and you never go back to it. Yeah, I thought maybe he'd see something. I was something like, maybe the there'll bottom. be something down there that, the, you know, you see one of the family members or something. It was an interesting choice. Nope. Um, but we do see there are a lot of nipples because there are no bras in this movie. No. <laughs> 70s. Kiddo, <laughs> seven, 70s. Lots of hippies with no bras. Um, Feminists. Yes, yes. But it, yeah, then they come to that graveyard, uh, drunk tents, Texans. Uh, lots of ugly characters immediately. And I was reminded of what I used to hate about this movie, which is just, just ugly, sweaty, stupid people. <laughs> um, is this accurate to, to the Texas that you know, Ali? Or is this, uh, you don't get people sweaty lying people around in no graveyards? Bras? Just No, no, not the leads. And we'll get to the leads, but just like everyone they're meeting immediately. I mean, feels like a caricature. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think they're, you find the closest type of person to that in small towns, but they're definitely enhancing it by a hundred. Which makes more sense when you realize it's meant to be a satire. Yeah. Like, then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it is hard coming to this as a modern horror film goer, because you're like, all right, here are all the tropes. But they are subtler in some places here, for sure. Like, I think even the kids in the van is like, I guess we have the dorky one who's slightly dorky. I guess we've got the slightly jockier one. Like, you know, like you yeah. got the definitely the final girl. You got like yeah, the guy in the wheelchair. Like you got all of these tropes. When we're missing any ethnic minorities because right. the seventies didn't do that much. Um, but because it's yeah, kind of one of the first ones. I guess we don't like it's On things its are way. a bit subtler. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so then they uh they yeah they go back in their van and start driving to go to the old house and they pass the old slaughterhouse where they have like the horrendous smell yeah um and then franklin seems to enjoy shocking them with cattle facts about their grandfather who yeah. used to work in the slaughterhouse yeah. and he's he's a weird character yeah he's, he's a weird super dude weird i wrote down that well we'll get to it later he's really but. bitter and just like which i, I mean i get it's kind of interesting and it kind of makes sense for like yeah. a paraplegic who's around yeah. all of these young hot people doing fun and laughing and go upstairs and yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's what true. they're all yeah, upstairs, and yeah. he's sitting in the bottom of the house, and he's like, just, <laughs> yeah. and just spitting at like them. a child. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, there was the, the there was the doomsayer. Yeah, I, mean, I got it. No, no, because <laughs> my my mouth's higher than the mic now. See, it works like that. It's perfect. Because I'm gonna go like this. Are you? <laughs> yeah. But I was like that because my back is kind of sore. That's why I'm trying to help you, man, with your back. But I want to sit up straight, not slouch. But anyways, there's a doomsayer <laughs> in the graveyard. <laughs> there was a doomsayer in the graveyard. There is. We get two doomsayers in yeah. this film, and that's the first one. Yeah. He's a drunk doomsayer. Though. Yeah, he's a drunk doomsayer. And also, Franklin was like, well, I'm not going to tell anyone else. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Franklin seems like almost enticed by all of this the spooky stuff, which we'll get to now because they pick up a hitchhiker on the side of the road. Yep. Yeah. Who gets in the car and he's played by Edwin Neal, who's only known as the hitchhiker in this film. Did anybody else think he looked like James Franco? <laughs> I was thinking Adam Driver. He really yeah. looked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that too. Yeah. Adam Driver and James Franco are two very different. I was like, people, they did a lot of work on his teeth to make them look so bad. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, oh, also, when Franklin's talking about things, he's like describing how they do the cow and stuff, but he's also describing pretty much what to expect from. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's talking about like, yeah, uh, yeah, well, then they get the hitchhiker and they're talking about it as well. And they're talking about like punching, was it the, the, the air pistol you do? Like and then, then using slow country for old men. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so his hitchhiker gets in So he's got like A big camera Hanging around his neck mm-hmm. Which you presume He stole from Later on When you find out later You presume he stole it From a victim um, He has a big birthmark On his face He's got a fox Or a squirrel purse Yep yeah. On his that? neck <laughs> He's fashionable man um, And he's carrying around Photos of dead animals That he killed Like just Polaroid pictures Of them Yeah, yeah. He's He's very proud About as much of an OTT character As I think this film has <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Uh, which is saying something. Um, and then he does explain about, yeah, about the slaughterhouse and how they make head cheese where they take the board body, boil it, except for the tongue, and then you can scrape away all the flesh from the bone. And he says how his family's like really, really good at making it. Head cheese was one of the original names for this movie. Head mm. cheese. Yeah, so it was written just as Leatherface, which is interesting because at no point is the character called Leatherface right. on screen, only in the credits. Um, and then it was called Head Cheese for a while. Wait, doesn't the brother, or d- or this hitchhiker guy, doesn't he yell that at some point? Or head cheese? Le- no, 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 Leatherface. Like when they're in the house, or somebody somebody says it once. I don't think. think so. I thought it was one of the weird trivia on this film is that it's not mentioned in the film, but maybe that's wrong. Yeah, I'll try and check out. So I thought he was like ah, because he calls it da- the not the dad, I guess it's like super older brother, but he calls him the cook, and then yeah. they they reference him. I think it's just leather. Or okay. the cook does, or I'll check in. I, I think I heard it. Um, head cheese. They should have called him head cheese. <laughs> would 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 you not chuck this hitchhiker out of your van the split second he gets in? Yeah. Like, well, would you even pull across? Because we don't see him until he gets into the van. You'd see that dude on the side of the road. You're like, no. Yeah. He's not getting in our car. <laughs> but I guess the '70s were a very different time. Yeah, he could have been on drugs, but once he cuts his hand, I'm just like, out, get out, man. <laughs> I, do, yeah. I don't give My no. Stop here. Yeah. Yeah, he pulls out a knife and he goes like, it's a good knife. And I love the jock guy's like, I'm sure it is, man. <laughs> and then they're all just sitting there in quiet, just watching him for ages. Yeah. As he like, yeah, just cuts his hand and then he becomes enamored with, um, well, well, no, he takes it. It's he, Franklin's yeah, blade, isn't it? With Franklin's and then it's like, he's got his own and blade. And then he pulls his own out. He's like, look, yeah. I have my own knife. It's really good. He's like, good for you. Please put it back. And there's like funny music playing out throughout. There's like funny country, like, porch music yeah it was like nice it was a cool contrast yeah it was yeah i mean like yeah with all the weird stuff going on what he was doing it was just like kooky it's like banjo music music. yeah really funny (laughs) it was uh, it was light music just such a weird also jerry doesn't seem phased at all like i forget that there's somebody driving the car because he just keeps going he was probably he doesn't ever slow down or turn around to be like why is everybody freaking out well that's Everything okay? All right, I'll keep moving. I, I agree completely. Let's return to that because I have more to say on that. Like when we get to the house, I want to ask you a particular question about that because these characters in the van, I'm understanding Franklin because we're spending time with this guy. Everyone mm-hmm. else, I'm really confused. Yeah, like really confused. Um, but yeah, so then he takes like he takes a photo of them with his Polaroid camera and then tries to sell it to them and yeah, then it's a picture <laughs> of uh, Franklin. Oh, yeah. Frank, yeah, Franklin. Franklin. I love Franklin's face. Frank's like he, he took, took a picture. <laughs> photo <laughs> uh, but he seems to almost be like he's kind of into it franklin in this weird way and yeah then, he's fascinated by him for sure yeah or in uh, love 
So then oh, they get into like this fight, and then the hitchhiker burns the Polaroid photo in tinfoil, and it puts <laughs> it in his purse. Is that meant to be like witchcraft? Do you I think? think so. Is that that's what you guys yeah. do in Texas, right? <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> you can't burn Instagram. <laughs> um, and then he cuts Franklin, so the group is finally like, you know what? That's enough. <laughs> Chucks him <laughs> All right. <laughs> Too far. You can cut yourself. Yeah. Uh, so he smears his bloodied hand all over the side of the van as they drive off. Um, and then Pam just starts talking about horoscopes and star signs <laughs> while Franklin's yeah. bleeding out. She makes a joke. She goes, oh, crap. Hey, Franklin, this is your horoscope. You're like... I don't know. It just basically like, it says, might hey, be yeah. a weird day if you meet a stranger. Yeah. About, like, well. Avoid it. She's like, "How funny is this?" <laughs> yeah, but you could see them like you could see the beginnings of yeah what horror films will do after this, where they just turn everyone up by like a little bit more, yeah, and just have those yeah sort of cartoonish versions of yeah. these characters. Um, but they are kind of like I wasn't alive in the seventies, but they feel real enough to me. I think I just don't know if I like them or understand who they are. Yeah. Um, so yeah they stop at a gas station to refuel the owner who's played by Jim Sedow uh, he informs them that the pumps are empty and they might get some more petrol in that day or the next day um, and then the owner becomes the second doomsayer in this film because they say they go into this house with their grandpas and he warns them not to go there and offers them to eat some barbecue instead um, now what do you I mean okay let's like, gonna spoil this right now this dude turns out later on to be part of the crazy family mm-hmm. who is you know is into all this stuff he's not really into killing yeah he didn't no. he didn't want them to like he legitimately I think he just didn't want them to stumble upon you know the house and what they do because okay. they weren't I don't think they were going out and killing you know like normal people people okay they were going to the grave sites and taking things so you think for him it's more of a like it's just a practical thing we eat human meat this is what we've always done yeah we don't necessarily yeah whereas yeah the the hitchhikers and leatherface are more just insane and kind of yeah kill anything he was just like just stay here he was i think he was the think he was genuinely trying to yeah he was trying to and the only reason why he ends up you know doing what he does in the end is because she's seen it all he's like i can't i can't let you leave now Right, right, okay. Because yeah, he says he was just like, ah, you idiot, you almost got caught, and look, did you get them yeah. all? Yeah. Because, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll go with that. Um, he's a nice guy. And then we get Franklin, <laughs> who's, who's, seems to admire the hitchhiker. He keeps talking about the hitchhiker. Like, just yeah. a cup for your hand like that, man. It's kind of, like, you're so strong. Like, is that his blood on my knife? He's like, no shit. <laughs> Should he I lick it? He's your knife in, <laughs> his, yeah. in his hand. I know. Also, <laughs> he got his knife back. See, that was the last time he was playing with his knife. Oh, no, he gave it to the girl, but did to he Sally. G- didn't he, did she he was give like, it can I use your knife? Oh, when, when, oh, yeah, when they're on the road later. Yeah. I, thought like, she, I don't know why I thought that scene was before. It. it was after they dropped the dude back off. Oh, I thought she was going to use it to like open her soda, but then I saw her soda and I was like, your soda's open. Yeah, I don't really know why yeah, she asked Yeah, I don't asked know why she needed it. it. It might have been something cut. I don't know. Yeah. It felt weird to me. that. Or maybe it was just so that way he would be defenseless. Yes. <laughs> the dude in the wheelchair has too much power. Yeah. He's got a flashlight <laughs> and a pocket away. knife. He can blow raspberries. So. Yeah. Uh, or can he? Um, he does it a lot. Yeah, not very well. He's <laughs> like, I just want a body to put my raspberries on. <laughs> uh, we get this really nice dolly shot as Sally notices the blood on the van, um, mm-hmm. and then it pulls away. Uh, yeah, it's really like, cool. yeah, it's got a nice. I like those to it. very like the wide shots of the van and. Yeah, when they pick up the yeah. hitchhiker, it's really cool. Pick you get that wide one. <laughs> yeah. And it looks ridiculous because he's running on the side of it like an idiot, but it's a really cool shot. 
Um, yeah, the cinematography, like I say, like coming back to it, I'm like, there's some bad cinematography here. There's a lot of really good cinematography. Yeah, here, the so. cinematographer worked on a lot of stuff. I like just pulled up his thing. He's worked on a lot of and music videos. And he did Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did. He did. It, no, yeah. we'll, we'll get to him. He did like and Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Will MJ. Smitty. Nearly Jennifer all of Lopez. those are with the future director of another installment of this that we'll get to later. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it does some really beautiful shots and great use of natural light. Like, there's some really cool use of natural yeah. light. Yeah, yeah. That was some really bold cool. things with flares as well, which at the time you wouldn't have had as much. Yeah, he was like the J.J. Michael Abrams. He was the J.J. Michael Abrams Bay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they get to the Hardesty Homestead. Um, Franklin sucking on a pig foot, which confused the crap out of me because it looked like a little penis. <laughs> I didn't That's know what That's probably was what it on. was now. Because yeah. if it was human pieces, that was so probably... Yeah, did he take human. it from oh, the he, oh, he took that from the barbecue, didn't he? Yeah, from yeah the, so he's sucking Ooh. on a peen. Do you reckon these men are being that? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's like a secret joke. Because <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Like, they, it looks so weird. It looks like a peen. Did he get it from the gas station? Yeah. He must have, because oh. they bring out yeah, barbecue and then they like, barbecues. Yeah. Or he's sucking on it. And he was sucking on it. He wasn't like biting. He was yeah, just no, sucking. Yeah, no, it was just like hanging in his mouth. Yeah, like a cigar. <laughs> Big old dong. That but is. then he would take it out and then just spit a bunch of times. I was yeah. like, what are, you, what are you spitting out? Well, now I don't want to know if it was. <laughs> Semen. But yeah, he's also, he's lost his map. I wasn't sure the relevance of that was. Like he complains on place. Oh man, I lost my map. I don't know if it was meant to be that the hitchhiker then took it. So they... But it's never then used again. No one needs yeah. to geographically know He's anything. He's very worried that the hitchhiker is able to track them. Yeah. 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 He got super He's like paranoid. looking at the blood on the man. He's like, do you think he can find us? Wait, what does this mark mean? <laughs> Some <laughs> kind of hieroglyphics? The zodiac sign. It's the zodiac sign. half moon. Oh my gosh. He put a curse. He put my photo in a tin foil and now he blood marked it. <laughs> Shit. We've, I've got a blood seal on this van. <laughs> a pack that can't be broken. Uh, so they start exploring the old house. Uh, there's a big old spider's nest, which is really loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> loud spiders. Yeah, they're pretty, really Only in creepy. Texas, spiders are loud, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a sure. fact. That's the Texan the accent you can hear coming out of the spider's nest. Only Texan spiders make noise. I've never seen a spider's nest like that before, which I'm happy about now. That was <laughs> fucking creepy. Did you hear them mention scorpions? No, did they? When they were walking yeah, he's through, like, he like jokes around. He's like, ooh, scorpions. And they're like snakes. running through the field. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> but Franklin, yeah, he can't. He's having difficulty getting up the steps. No one helps him. He keeps shouting out for his sister. Sally. He shouts Sally a lot in this Sally. movie. Sally. So <laughs> yeah, he shouts in a very he particular way. Yeah. Everything is elongated. Sally. By <laughs> Sally. Even when they're looking for Jerry together, she's Jerry. like Jerry, and he's like Jerry. <laughs> yeah, he does a <laughs> like voice cracks at the end of Jerry. This strange guy. Um, really, really entertaining. Though. <laughs> so, all right, let's get into an out then. So, like, we're spending a lot of time with Franklin. Mm-hmm. For starters, do we like him? Are we? Do we want? Do we see him as the hero of this? Do we want no, him to absolutely live? Absolutely not. No, I just felt like he doomed. He was gonna be the guy that doomed them all, and kind of was. Because <laughs> I'm interested if at the time, and it's hard to tell, like when you didn't have that stereotype of like you know, like from Friday Thirteenth Part Two with the wheelchair kill and stuff like that. Yeah. Would you in the 70s have thought, oh, this is our guy, like this is who we're following? Because you don't know how horror films work yet because it hadn't. It's interesting because you're spending the most time with him. And then in my mind, I was like, that would be 
interesting if they chose him as like the survivor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which I was like, how are they going to do it? He's a guy in a wheelchair. Also, I was imagining him like rolling out of his wheelchair. Yeah, and he's and like crawling. outside, like army crawling and just yeah, hiding in but, the brush. Yeah, he's not fit like that. It's yeah, still, yeah, like, like in a horror I'm film, tired. like it's tough to ride a horror movie with a, a wheelchair. wheelchair to lead. Yeah. Uh, weirdly, in our other show, show, we're about to do the Chucky movies. There's one where your protagonist is someone oh. in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, also, what the hell? And he's just like, yeah, we can go swimming. And so it's like, dude, you're not, you're in a wheelchair, man. You can't. Everything he suggested. That's why he's hesitant to yeah. tell them where it is. Yeah. The first two. He's jealous of all the things. And you don't really get into the history of it. I wasn't sure if he was born that way or if it was an accident that happened yeah. to him. Um, it's Sally's fault. Because he feels bitter in a way that it's an accident. Like it's kind of recent. Like he used to have this. And yeah. yeah. And I wanted to know. Because I don't know anything about any of these people. Nope. Any of them. And we get to the house and I suddenly realize. Especially Jerry. What's his deal, man? Well, yeah. I'm, I'm like, honestly, I don't know who people are yeah. like and i don't like you said like the driver of the car is like i barely even realized i was a driver i thought That's it was just a haunted I car i was moving because <laughs> you got okay Wait, so you've got franklin who we've talked about you yeah. got jerry who is kind of the i guess the dog but he doesn't say much he's the boyfriend no, he's like the cool guy the cool high guy he's like yeah, yeah get sally. out the I other guy is cooler for sure like the boyfriend no, to no. sally is cooler yeah that's, sure. that's, jerry. that's jerry no no no, no that's jerry is that jerry, jerry is yeah. with oh his um, photo here kirk. looks the other way around it's kirk and pam yeah that's jerry dude and then jerry, jerry. and sally that's Which jerry one? he was the guy with the cool oh no 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 i see him sorry yeah 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 yeah. i'm getting the model with who's with who uh, but i don't see him as the cool one at all i see the other kirk as the cool no, one. Kirk, sure. kirk's like i'm the cool guy who's i'm like i'm edgy Kirk's like the jock yeah, but, yeah. but Jerry, Jerry's like the guy that you have the, you buy the pot from and drugs, and he's like, I we might car. have a different idea of what the word cool means. I mean, not like, <laughs> I'm not saying like cool in our time, but like '70s cool, like oh yeah, Jerry's got a car, he's gonna right, take us right, right. But nowadays, like in a modern horror slasher film, Jerry yeah. would be the, the dork. nerd. Yeah, he'd be he's the like d- yeah, into weed, into his weird facts. Yeah. You'd kind of wrap Franklin and Jerry into one character. Yeah, yeah. well, it would be. Franklin would be the ultra nerd with like the glasses, yeah. and then the stoner would be Jerry, yeah. and then and your Kirk jock. would be the jock. Yeah, Pam would be like I guess the slut now, which she's not in this. Yeah. She's like the 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 horoscope kind of chick. Yeah, yeah. And then Sally would just be yeah the, the middle of the road yeah. girl pa- next door final girl. Yeah, Pam would be like the the weird uh, the weird girl. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not like Slash slut. all I get with Pam is that she can read a horoscope. I don't know anything else about her. Well, she can read. She's a person that can read. None of them can read anything <laughs> no, else. Nobody else has proven they can read yeah. in this movie. Like, Kirk, I think I get an idea for, okay, he's he's sort of handsome enough, but he doesn't do much at yeah. all. There's not much dialogue for him. Yeah, Jerry, I just forget exists until yeah. he gets out of the van later. Yeah. And Sally, because I've seen the movie before, and I've seen a horror movie, so I know, well, Sally's the final girl, clearly, yeah. because she's that type of and pretty. she's not wearing a bra. Yeah. And she's not wearing a bra. She's got to survive. Um, but... I don't really know anything about her either, and I don't like her. Yeah. yeah she's, she just ignores her brother the whole time. Yeah. And there's nothing charismatic, really, for me with any of these characters. Yeah, there wasn't. Know. Which is a problem. Um, Leatherface had the charisma, though. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to Leatherface. No, but I just want to establish that, because for me, I was just thinking, oh, I don't have as big a problem with this film as I thought it would. It's actually kind of well shot. There's some cool build to it. Yeah. But I, realized, I, I don't like don't any of these characters. I really know anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Franklin's yeah, he's all bumped out. He finds a big bag of bones on the doorstep. Keeps calling out her name. <laughs> yeah, Sally. There it is. Uh, but as Kirk and Pam head off to check out a local swimming hole, uh, but it turns out to be dried up. 
So they followed the sounds of a generator. Which just looked like a dirt hill. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know how that was like. Oh, man. Like, oh, it used what? to be In the middle, <laughs> middle of <laughs> Texas. Is there a lot of like swimming holes in Texas? No. Well, according to the remake, which we'll get to, there are from where they shot. Because the remake, apparently every location they went to, there was a swimming hole nearby. So they'd all hang out there. But it the doesn't shoes. look gray brown like that. It's no, yeah, green. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lush sort of. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. probably like trees they and stuff. They have those when, where there's actual... Right, 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 right. Green grass and... Not in the desert parts. Of yeah. Like, yeah. There's, a, there's a swimming hole in the <laughs> middle of the desert. <laughs> um, yeah, so they follow the sound of a generator and then they stumble across a lone house. Pam actually is trying to get him to turn back, but Kirk's determined that he can buy gas from these creepy, strange people. Because <laughs> um, it looks creepy straight away. Like, they immediately see, like, oh, look, there's all these weird cars. Nice cars <laughs> that... <laughs> Which, whenever I drive through America, because of these horror films, I, you see them. You drive past these places and there's like loads of weird cars and you're like, how did, honestly, I'm presuming they're not murdering these people, but how did they get there? And then it's just a boat yeah. in the middle of Utah, in the desert, like in the middle of just nothing. Yeah. And you're like, how did all this shit get <laughs> Well, there's people coming by and they never came back. I, you know, I, it's, at least one of them has to be that. <laughs> has to be. Sure. Um, yeah. So I was noticing at this point, there's not really much music in the film. Um, and I say music again, the tonal, whatever. Like yeah. They keep it really dry for mm -hmm. the beginning. Um, and then you get this generator noise. And I remembered it as being one of the things I didn't like about the movie originally. was when you do get noise, it's so pervasive that actually it upset me, which is the point of a horror movie, I guess. Yeah. But that generator, like, it gets to me because, like, I can't hear anything. You don't know what's going on. Um, and as a couple, I'd be like, no, I'd get out of there just because of that generator noise. It would yeah. freak me out too much. It also just lasts a long time. Yeah. The noise, the scenes, the everything is like very long and slow. Yes. Yeah. Which works. I mean, yeah. for me, it's getting under my skin a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It also made me just go like, man, it's really hot in there. <laughs> yeah. It looks just, hot. It just looked like a miserable place. Um, I'm not saying Texas is a miserable place. I'm saying <laughs> this specific <laughs> where they're at. It's this just like, get out, man. Don't stay. Yeah. Go, go back to the gas station. They had Coca-Cola. And barbecue. Yeah, and yeah, glass pe bottles. Penis yeah. barbecue. Penis, penis barbecue. barbecue. I mean, you know. Some Sweeney Todd shit. Mm. What I do think is cool, though, they get around to the front of the house, and it looks idyllic, almost. And then there's, the, I don't know if you noticed in the soundtrack, they got birds suddenly chirping to make it feel like it's safe. It's an yeah. unsafe place. It was actually a nice house. Like, the outside, like, yeah. good upkeep. Which now, I think, obviously, we're all smart enough to know, no, you don't go in that house. Yeah. But I think also, you 70s, don't go in people's houses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. look, the door's yeah, open, and there's weird bones on the wall. Let me I'm, walk inside. <laughs> it's probably meant for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Damn, come check this out. I feel in the 70s, though, this would have been maybe more of a twist in terms of, like, we've had the hitchhiker. Like, their house looks creepy. Like, their house they've yeah. established is creepy, which in the 70s, I feel, come off the back of the 50s and 60s. That's what you're more used to is, oh, the house that you're going to stay in is the creepy that's house. That's where shit's uh, going And down. then the neighbor has this nice house. Um, so yeah, when they go inside and then the door swings open and Kirk goes in, Pam waits outside in the swing and there's skins everywhere, cattle on human skulls, the sound of a pig. Then I think you start to get it. Oh, okay. Something yeah. bad is happening in this house. Um, no music still though. And then Leatherface just appears, smacks him over the head with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, Cause he ran inside. He goes, Oh yeah. He's like, is that pigtail? Shut more chick out. And he runs in. I love He just runs in and gets to that hallway. And then Leatherface is like, well, what the, what the fuck? And smashes You're coming to my house? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which makes sense. And I was like, dude, uh, by all means, <laughs> <laughs> went in Texas. <laughs> you are intruding. Yeah. 
So I know Toby Hooper's really um, adamant about, yeah, when you get hit over the head with a sledgehammer, your brain skull fragments go into your brain, which yeah. then causes you to involuntarily like spasm. Yeah. So that's why they do a lot of shots of his legs, like twitching and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which then is really cool. Leatherface just drags him in, and then one of the many iconic like shots. He hits him twice. Film. He like, hits yeah. him the first time, and he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> convulsing. And you still and have shit. the pig noise going over yeah. it. Yeah. And then he hits him one more time to like mellow him out. Then drags the body in, and then just slams that metal door, and suddenly Dude. it's a metal door yeah, mm-hmm. you see just shut. So dumb. And the second he does it, that's the first time we get music in the scene, and you just get this <laughs> noise. And it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't imagine in the 70s not having known horror films, not having masked villains. Yeah suddenly that reveal of like you so think dope. oh maybe the hitchhiker or something and it's suddenly this fucking dude with a skinned like flesh mask dude, over his face he and looks so happy <laughs> he, he was like a visitor he's like no intruder <laughs> i was like man i like this guy what a fucking housewarming guy he's like welcome to my house it's a, it's a great opening though for a for a horror villain mm. um yeah and then we get um a shot that has been done now a million times in almost every slasher film afterwards, which is the tracking butt shot as a girl walks yep. up to a house. Only this one's better than all of them, and I'd forgotten about it, but right underneath that swing. And it comes out from under the swing and follows the butt oh, as no. she walks towards the house. Would you say this is your favorite booty shot? I think as we go... So when we do these horror franchises, we got to look at the horror tropes. So with Friday the 13th, we're like, we gradually realize, okay, there's through window kills. Yeah. We rank the masks. We rank, yeah, like how many, how many naked dudes and how many boobs. Like, yeah, and how many no bras. Exactly. Or the evolution of the bras. <laughs> exactly, yeah, the evolution yeah. of the bras, what Justin <laughs> ended up doing with the Friday yeah, 13th ones. Really interesting. <laughs> with this one, I think definitely one thing we have to do is a tracking butt shot. Which, which ones are the which best? Which one's the best? Yeah. This is so no, far the best. Oh, one. at the end of this, can we do a rating like, uh, like your top five? Absolutely. Booty shots. Tracking booty shots. Tracking booty so shots. So far, so good. Sweet. Men, men, men a tiny little Let's see if we get any male tracking oh booty shots. Oh my gosh. Are we going to get like male nudity in this too? Is this going to happen? Well, this is something Can I do know Matthew about the film. Penis? <gasps> what? Oh. Wow. Matthew McConaughey. Oh. All right, all right. <laughs> One in Texas. That's when he says it. He gets it out. So, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, did, I have to say though, let's let's bring it up right now. No nudity in this movie. Yeah. Mm-mm. No female nudity, just no male nudity. Just through shirts. Just the backside. You got the backside though. Yeah. Like, I don't she know does, how her shirt... She looks topless from the back. Oh, yeah, but because she, she's talking around it's the like neck. It's like a halter, yeah. 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 Oh, but then there's later. Later. Oh, yeah, her shirt gets ripped oh, to the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gets... I don't understand. But no, yeah, no boobs, no, no boobies, bums, yeah. no penises. Just a butthole Not even shot. a topless guy. <laughs> just a butthole shot. <laughs> Why. No, no, there was a lot of uh, chest. There was a lot of chest from the dudes. But he's not like, they never take their shirt completely off. They don't, they don't off, take do their they? shirts off, but it's a lot of, you know, like, hey, letting my chest hair hey. just breeze. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just general 70s, <laughs> general 70s sexiness, I would say. There's yeah. no actual objective. Grooviness. Yeah. Not sexiness, grooviness. Grooviness. Um, but again, because those tropes hadn't been made, slasher formulas hadn't been invented yet. Yeah. Um, so, then... What happens? Um, Pam yeah. goes into the house. <laughs> sure does. She looks around. She stumbles into a room of chicken feathers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Chicken feathers. A lot of fucking chicken Lots feathers. Of, yeah. Feathers of a, a pillow. Lot of a pillowcase that has been blown up. Yeah, basically. <laughs> a pillow that's been blown up. And they spent a long time, because I was thinking about watching it. I would have edited this really short, but she looks around. They, they focus For on every days. bit of art design. It yeah. is a, that was the first scene that I was like, why the fuck is this? So long. Yeah, long. 
Also, I love bones and human bones have been turned into furniture and yeah. Justin's first laugh out loud moment. <laughs> yeah. Because she's terrified. Or she's like, <laughs> like, where am I? And then she looks up and it's a chicken in a cage and she loses her her shit. She that was the moment she goes, <laughs> You could take the hu- you could take the human skulls, but not yeah. chicken in cages. Not a chicken in a cage. <laughs> it's a chicken in a cage. <laughs> oh, these people are fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get out of here. She's look, man. She's into free range. Okay. Yes, yeah, that's say? true. She was talking about like, oh, I love my she's food. She's the and, environmental one. Yeah, yeah which, exactly. which is, you know, uh, <laughs> my thoughts ain't told me beware of chickens in cages yeah. today. <laughs> maybe it's a a commentary on you know where slaughterhouses and stuff are going. She's like, it was free range. This is this is <laughs> Was it her who yeah. said in the beginning that I don't understand why people have to kill animals to eat them? I think yeah, so. I think it was yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's probably why she. There you go. Out. Yeah, oh, it's not as funny anymore. Vegetarian. Um, Leatherface though catches her, um, and oh, it takes he her through. Does catch and her. this is the scene I was talking about where Toby Hooper keeps uh, kept bringing up the MPAA to be like, "How do I put someone on a meat hook and keep it a PG, PG. rated?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll to which the they're sound like, "You, you can't. <laughs> you yeah. can't." Also, I'm just like, man, what a shitty way to hang around. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Just get out, Justin. Um, yeah, there's no sound effect as he yeah. puts it on the meat hook. Yeah. yeah th- so this is one thing that I do remember from the movies is having, like, hanging humans on those meat hooks while they're still alive. Yeah. yeah. And so right when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be, like, a nasty sound. And there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. There's not it's even anything over it to try to, like, cover I remember it as being a nasty, would... nasty scene. Yeah. But there's not, yeah, there's no... Think how you would get mm-hmm. off of a hook, too. You wouldn't be able That's to. That's what I didn't realize yeah, she was could. already on it until he walked away, and I was like, oh, that was much easier yeah. than I, I thought I thought he was going to put it through be. both her arms, like, you know, because there's two of them, and they were by each other. I'm like, oh, oh is he just going right. to hook through her bicep? I was like, yeah. No, just right through her back ribs. Through here, and you're just like, yeah! I think it's definitely something that hasn't aged well is that scene like there's a lot of scenes I think it have actually aged really well and yeah. still creep me out but that scene I was like eh, I remember this as being really nasty in this yeah, yeah it's that's just, what I was, I was just like oh it didn't uh, I'm like also did it puncture her like all the way because it would have came out yeah and she would be like coughing up loads blood, of blood because yeah. it would puncture her lung and stuff yeah not being able to breathe yeah you know, maybe she just has a really strong kidney and it's just like it's puncturing me kidney takes her through yeah kidney of steel so yeah he makes her kind of watch <laughs> while he's butchering Kirk with a chainsaw Again, smartly shot. You don't see anything. You don't mm-hmm. see yeah. the blood. You don't see the anything going on. Yeah, just a lot of smoke from the chainsaw, which I'm like, damn, you're a in a smoke. in a enclosed yeah. house. And it's a hundred something well, he degrees. He has a mask on. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they nearly always <coughs> use real chainsaws in all these movies. Like yeah. they would occasionally use stuff. We use like a rotating bicycle. Um, mm-hmm. What do you call it? Chain? The bike chain. Yeah, um, and then later they use some other better technology. But in this other one in particular, it was just real chainsaws the whole time. Toby yeah. Hooper nearly got killed a few times. I'm good. <laughs> Um, because people hated him and we'll get to that as well. Uh, now, wondering where the others are, Jerry heads out to look for them as Sally and Franklin, uh, wait, uh, Sally wants to follow her boyfriend Jerry out, but he's like, no, you stay here. So uh, yeah, we're left with Franklin and Sally. This is really the first time where it hit me where I was like, do I like Sally? Do I like anybody in this movie? Uh, I was like, no, I don't. That was my conclusion. I'm out. <laughs> Checked out. But we got a nice sunset shot as Jerry goes looking for them. He's like walking off like a cowboy um, into the sunset. It looks really cool. Um, so Jerry finds the couple's blanket outside the nearby house. And then he finds Pam inside the house, still alive, stuffed into a freezer. Um, it's kind of cool scene. You can hear like the banging from inside the mm-hmm. freezer. But then he opens the freezer and she and seems to sleep. And she's still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was confused, confused by that too. Yeah. 
Um, Didn't make sense. And then Leatherface just comes in, kills him, um, and then puts Fam back in the freezer. And then this weird introspective moment where we get to see Leatherface sort of freaking out, and then he sits down for a bit as a thought. He was like deep thinking. He was just like, man, it's been a crazy day. Because at first I thought he was looking for something heavy to put on top of the freezer so she couldn't burst out again. Well, uh, he op- yeah, he opened a latch. It. I know, but that's what I thought he was doing something to like secure it more. Yeah. I just thought he he was kind of just overwhelmed for the day. Yeah, he's just, oh, so he's just like, man, there's <laughs> people breaking into my <laughs> like, people breaking to my house. Nobody ever this comes girl, here. And he like, he's like, you need to chill out. I think he was like trying to help her. He's like, you you actually should chill out. And then he sat down. Put you in my freezer. And he had a very long thought. He was just reflecting on his day or life. He's like, man, this house is a mess. Like, <laughs> I got too much food now. I've got too, too much food. There's my lot freezer's not That's why he enough. put her in the freezer. He's yeah. like, well, I don't want you to go bad. I'll save you for later. Smart boy. Yeah. He's going to keep it fresh so he could do like sashimi. cryogenics came from where he was oh, yeah. like, he did years later, he opened it up and yeah. melts her and she's still alive. Yeah. That'd That's where Encino Man comes from. Well, we don't see her again, do we? No. That'd be a good twist. Let's make a new Texas film where she's still in the freezer. Hey, Leatherface 2017. There you yeah. go. Uh, so Mimo, Sally, Franklin uh, waiting in the dark, honking a horn, yeah. while uh, Franklin shouts out things like, Jerry! Jerry! <laughs> Jerry! She says Jerry twice in yeah. his one Jerry. Yep. Yeah. And then he realizes that, Je- that Jerry took the keys with him, so he starts freaking out. And then she, we just watch. They took the keys! They took the keys! Which there's no gas anyway. No. And then Sally decides she wants she needs the flashlight to go look for Jerry. Then we just watch two siblings fight for like for two minutes. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just like, you really shouldn't have brought your brother. Because first of all, this is all his fault. He was like, oh, let's go to grandpa's house where there's a lake, a swimming hole. I'm in a wheelchair. But I can't, I can't swim, but I can't I'll be angry at you. I'm just a swimming. burden to all of you at this point. But here's the thing: is like, like I mean, I, li- I kind of like that he's bitter. I don't like that we always write people in the wheelchairs. Oh, but look, they're also really nice. It's like, no, you can have some character and can be yeah. interesting, yeah. and you might be bitter with these he was young a shitty people. sibling. But he's not an interesting person. Like, there's nothing likable about him at all. And I wouldn't mind that if then sadly we're on board with. But she's just sitting there bored of him basically. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't really know what I want Ooh. to happen here. Um, what's going on? Are you sitting on? You sitting on my little lead? <laughs> between my legs, I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I need to put this in a charge port. So they decide to set out together to find their friends. Um, so <laughs> they get near the house. They're calling out for their friends, um, and it's in real darkness. Yeah, like this is. Yeah. Now they must have had some sort of light here because there's no way. Did like, not. They had the flashlight. The flashlight. But you. But you could like barely yeah. see. Also, he was them. like, I'll, "I'll go with you. I'll go with. I'll go with you." And then they start going. He's like, "Wait, I, I can't keep up with you." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a whiny. But then you look up and they're right next to each <laughs> other. Yeah, the whole time. And I'm like, "How is he?" And she. And of course, she's pushing him. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is like, I'll just. You don't have to push me. I can. She's like, I don't. I don't want to push you down this hill. And sure enough. Um, I like the real darkness, actually, to be honest, in this bit. Because it's not for too much of the movie. It's just for yeah. this little sliver. It also was feels like real life. Like yeah, and it made you very disoriented. You're like, I'm lost. Yeah. You guys are lost. We're all lost. And they have that cool shot where he shines a torch into the camera for a second, mm. which was weird, but cool, yeah. I thought. That was a J.J. Abrams, Michael Bay yep. moment. J.J. Bay. J.J. Bay. J.J. Bay. J.J. Bay. Um, and then we get... <laughs> One of my favorite shots in the movie, Leatherface just suddenly appears out of the darkness in a split second and kills Franklin with a chainsaw yeah. immediately. Cuts his arm off. <laughs> so he drops the flashlight. Yep. 
Um, and Sally just stands there watching, freaking out. And we get this cool shot of her as well, because it's kind of done from torchlight, I guess. And she then just runs off into the darkness and it's just chilling because it's not properly lit. It doesn't feel glossy. Yeah. It yeah. feels ugh, like, yeah. Were you, did you guys, were you thinking it would get to the house? Did you expect like the face? Because he hasn't come out of the house until mm-hmm. this point. Did you think he'd like that that's where that kill would happen or did you think they'd get in? Uh, I, I thought they would get to the house and be like, hey, have you seen our friends? Yeah. Well, yeah. they yeah, that's what, they are screaming the whole way there. So then... Yeah, it's clear that there are yeah. at oh, least there are two more people coming just, with the we, other three. Do we explain how Jerry died? Um, well, it doesn't. I mean, no, we, we we said he died, but we didn't explain how. Oh yeah, if you want to get into it. I don't remember. I barely remember. He gets yeah. hit. Just, and that's oh yeah, he just gets I think hammered. He, yeah. Yeah. Not it, it, it wasn't anything spectacular. No, no, no. He has the most forgettable death for sure. Yeah. And the most forgettable character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. most forgettable yeah. everything. It's not even good stoner. He does nothing. Yeah. Um, just kind of coasted through life. Yeah, you got paid for that. Yep. And then this is where the nightmare really begins because we're left with just Sally. I guess yeah, we have a friend in the freezer, but we don't. Yeah. You know, we never see her again. That's what I was like. Because ev- once you start the first kill, everyone goes pretty quickly. Oh yeah. And I was like, there's no way that like there's gonna be a twist at the end where she's in the freezer, she's still alive, it's and she's gonna alive. get out, and there'll be two of them, and then maybe it'll be. Nope. No. No, just all Sally. Which I actually really like about this movie, objectively looking at it. I like that technically you have a lot of time which could be spent on character development. I don't feel this film does that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything about them. But it's a good amount of time to get into the groove of the movie without being too exploitive of the horror. And then when horror starts, it fucking just goes. Like it's just quick, quick, quick. And then you very quickly have your final girl, whereas most movies you wouldn't have that until way near the end. And this whole end section, which for most people is the most memorable bit of the movie, is just her. Like, that's it. Just her and his family of mm-hmm. madness. Um, so Leatherface, uh, yeah, kills Franklin. Sally runs into the house, goes upstairs, finds the remains of an elderly couple, or what we think are the remains of an elderly couple. Did you buy that, or did the makeup s- like signal it to you that Grandpa's still alive? No, or I thought they were bodies they had I taken from bodies. the yeah. cemetery. Cool. Yeah. Because uh, that's definitely intention. I was noticing this time how they edit it. Because they do show him to go, look, we're showing him. But then they concentrate on the mother because she's more decayed, mm. obviously. Um, I'm presuming that's the mother. We're never explained. But you're presuming that's his wife. Yeah. 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 Um, so Sally escapes Leatherface by jumping out of a second floor window um, and heads out into darkness. And she rips the back of her shirt somehow. Yeah, through the glass, process, I think. Yeah. Just um, the, but no cuts on her back. Just I like that she jumps out a second floor window. Though. That shows yeah. real desperation. It was also just so brutal. Like, oh, this is where she dies or gets impaled or something. But yeah. she <laughs> just nails a hard landing and then yep. keeps going. going. I'm like, damn, that's a lot of adrenaline. So she escapes him, gets back to the gas station. Um, so she runs quite away. <laughs> um, yeah. But the chase goes on and on and on. It's yeah. a lot, yeah. Of her hair gets tangled in the tree branches. Yep. So there's a lot of time where she'll like pause and just keep screaming. I'm like, you could just shut the fuck up and duck and he wouldn't find um, you. Exactly. <laughs> but I think that's what works about this movie uh, so well for people is that, yeah, like when this, this scene in particular, you got the sound of the chainsaw that goes on and on yeah, and so on and her screaming yeah. on and on and on. And it just like gets you. And then the music, again, inverted commas, music, music clowning of noises. It's fucking torturously yeah. just like yeah. cacophonic. And is that a word? Cacophonic? Yeah, why not? A cacophony of noise. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, yeah, like, whether you like it or hate it, it's fucking battering you. Like, it's yeah. nightmarish. It just um, makes you really want to get out of there. Like, please go, go. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. So but apparently, um, the Gunner who's playing Leatherface, even he has to wear these big heels, so he was much taller uh, uh. than he really was. Even running in them with the chainsaw, he was so much quicker than Sally. Yeah. That he had to keep making up stuff to do in the background. So he was like, he said he was like cutting through like branches and stuff yeah. just to basically give her time to, to get away. away. Otherwise, he would always catch up. Yeah. Every single. I was wondering about that. Um, yeah. So like, then we get to uh, the gas station where the owner who we've seen before he's trying to calm her down offering to help i'm guessing as modern horror film goers neither of you are buying this guy being yeah a goodie yeah i mean or i just thought he was like kind of neutral but then i'm like now nah, this is a horror film he can't be a good guy I oh, thought also, either he wasn't gonna be a good guy or the second he went outside he, he would die yeah, yeah um because he was right behind her like he's in the area yeah and then he leaves the owner leaves the door wide open at yep. one point yeah i was like he's got to be dead he's, like, he's, he's gonna gone come back. Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> yeah. come back as a body um oh also like the bones in the the house and stuff i was like man some of these bones look real like human yeah. skulls i'm like yeah. did they have actual human skulls because i think there was that law at that time or i don't know when that law happens where you can't own the human skull I tried they anymore. did talk about in the documentary i'll be honest i can't remember okay because um, i was like man some of these like the I used real human remains for my first short film. Oh, really? I drove around with them in the backseat of my car. <laughs> That's pretty rad, man. That's It was horrible. Cool. That's was cool, though. Now I look back and I'm like, that was horrible. Why did we do that? Yeah. Well, wait, did you have like a human skull or is it just... A whole body. Two oh. two whole corpses. Crazy. That's so crazy. Skeleton. We wrapped it up, both of them up. And you had to be very delicate with those. Yeah. They yeah. were very respectful. We had to dress yeah. them up a bit. And it was very weird to do yeah. i just didn't want to use fake ones and you could hide them from prop house like real skeletons yeah that's um, so crazy but now i look back and i'm like why did we do that that was yeah. horrible i think in the united states you can't own like if you had it before whatever of the date was right you can still own it okay but you can't now from hell there uh, is fun fact um it's a farm in san marcus which is about 30 minutes outside of austin and it's for medical students to study actually i think it's forensics of like how bodies decay so that if they do find bodies they yeah. know all this information of oh it's been dead for however long yeah. this is it has been in the sun or it's been in more humid weather and there's a farm and there's like photos of a bunch of just corpses laying around in the grass like covered by some of them they leave covered by wiring because there will be hawks and they'll come and pick the flesh off of them yeah. so they want you to be able to like see how the body decays without animal intervention mm, it's really cool i look i found it the other day and was looking at gnarly, pictures yeah. so it's people crazy. donate their bodies for yeah that. To oh that's science. cool that's weird that's yeah. a gnarly way to go man science but science. you know it's your body's respected because people are like oh cool i, I see you can dedicate your body to whatever you want can you, you can like do organs you I can sign can you dedicate it to perverts? Can I just be like, I want to like help all necrophiliacs. <laughs> My body's I'm dead. free game. Just take it, it out, out on do, me. Man. Leave the living ones alone. I'll send my body to the sun. <laughs> you know, like you need to see That's how... a cheap how, funeral. Like how uh, the body, you know, how long it could last at, at close to the sun's proximity Not in long. a spaceship. <laughs> you know, like maybe, oh, a new experiment on the spaceship. Yeah, we're you can do space. Yeah, so there must be like NASA experiments. Yeah, you yeah, can put gonna, your body. Yeah, they're like, for. we want to see if, uh, if the ship nice. will last. That'd be nice. Yeah. Useful, something like that. It's like, oh, well, we're going to test it with the NOAA. Velocity like, experiments yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm dead. Hopefully. Do like, what you got to do. Gone. You wake up. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. The sun gives you back powers to live. Shit, it's real hot. Abort, abort. Um, so yeah, the owner of the gas station walks out, leaves the door wide open. 
she's left looking at the barbecue and the newsreel footage is playing again. So we get mm-hmm. the audio, which I'm guessing is men already hammer-honed. This is a cannibal thing, like putting in, okay, this is human meat that you're eating. I didn't get it from the imagery of the meat, though. Did you guys? I didn't see anything no, that looked human. No. It didn't just look like shitty-ass barbecue. That's what I was <laughs> expecting to see, like, yeah, a bone that's definitely, or a hand or something in yeah. there that's human. Yeah. Uh, but the owner then comes in <laughs> and with rope, and she freaks out. So then she picks up a blade and then he smacks her with a broom <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> and she drops him like, wow, 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 you, you should die. You should actually die. You now. deserve this, Sally. Yeah. So he Think t- about what you did. Yeah. He ties her up, gags her, forces her into his truck. Now, for me, we get one of my favorite bits and honestly, one of my, like, something that upsets me most with the movie. You get this really cool dolly here where you're outside the truck and we pull into the window of it as he puts her in yeah. mm-hmm. and then we pull back out again um, as he gets out to go back in to turn the lights off and yeah, to lock, lock the door, door yeah. and then he gets in again then the dolly pulls back in on him again it's really cool yeah, yeah. that's actually like, really cool. it's a great shot and just a weird attention to detail thing to write in with his character well, that's why I, al- I also thought oh okay well Leatherface is gonna come kill him here now that yeah. he knows she's in the truck right so you think maybe he's just like a pervert I just kept yeah, yeah. I just reasons. kept thinking it was all set up for Leatherface yeah coming to get I was him. like where's Leatherface right right right, right or right. she's gonna like he's gonna open the door and she's gonna stab him with that broomstick yeah. in I was like something's gonna happen but then you get a scene which to me is actually kind of the most insidious because and, yeah. I, and the more you know I like about it. his character because yeah he's like placating her saying everything's fine and then he just jabs at her and he's, he's like, just <laughs> getting this perverse enjoyment out of it mm-hmm. and then he'll say everything's fine then he'll just jab at her again and yeah. it goes on and on and on yeah it's like holy crap this guy's crazy yeah it's really like that for me is the most because Leatherface just doing what he does and yeah. the hitchhiker's clearly just off his rocker but this guy seems like he's got it together and yet he enjoys like that premeditated idea of playing with someone in yeah. that way and considering later he's kind of yeah clearly seems to struggle a bit with it he seems to yeah. enjoy it but maybe he's ashamed of enjoying it i'm yeah. not sure he's a weird character very weird um yeah so he takes her back to the house and they arrive at the same time as a hitchhiker who's just getting back and then you start to get more of an idea of the family here um and it turns out the hitchhiker's leatherface's brother and <laughs> one of my favorite lines is like when they're coming through the door and then the gas owner just turns to the hitchhiker it's like look what your brother did to the door yeah <laughs> chainsaw through it and then he just starts like telling Leatherface off for it yeah um, and you do get suddenly okay this is a family and yeah. Leatherface yeah. now is dressed up as a woman and he's got like female hair on mm-hmm. and the next scene he's got female makeup on that he's put on in a very slapdash manner and he's like yeah. proper let me think of the movie Frank where he puts on and like oh, yeah, I love very much like, like the Frank. movie Frank <laughs> Just start singing the song. Um, but yeah, I feel the whole dynamic changes now to a different type of chaos. Because you've had like the Hitchhiker, maybe spooky. Leatherface, definitely spooky. That's all you've seen in the house. Though. Yeah. yeah. And then the gas owner, okay, he's spooky in a different way. Yeah. And then suddenly it's all coming together in and this weird like, oh, family. Shit, it's family meat that they're... Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, like so he ties up to the chair. There are already severed limbs on the chair, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's Kurtz. It's coach, super fresh. Yeah, because he was, remember, hacking off his limbs? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's probably Kurtz. Um, and then they torment Sally as Leatherface uh, reappears. Yeah, now it's, it's, and he's the matriarch of the family, basically. He is the wife of the family. And, like, the gas store owner keeps telling him to get back in the kitchen and keep, yeah. like, yeah. cooking stuff. Even though he's meant to be the cook, as we define later, which is weird. Um, and Sally then just listens as they go to bring Grandpa down, which I found kind of like when you hear those like noises upstairs and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, so did you guys 
Q at that point, it was going to be that guy. No. Yeah, I did. I still thought, I thought it was just like a weird thing, and Grandpa was dead. Yeah, still. Right. I still thought he was dead. And they were just yeah, like, I thought they were gonna bring saving the, the body, instead. and yeah. let's yeah. make sure we have our dead relatives, relatives yeah. sitting at the table with us. Yeah. I also was confused at this point because when they're pulling back up to the house, the hitchhiker brother seems scared of the dad. Yeah. And he's like very much responding and listening and doing what he says. Mm-hmm. And then Leatherface is kind of the same way at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then once dinner progresses, it like becomes pretty clear that he's like, I don't have power when it comes to this. Like, yeah. I don't like watching them kill people. Yeah. But it's a very weird dynamic. Yeah. Because, yeah, we have no women. The only one we have is the potential grandma and the, and the upstairs. Top. There must have been a mother at some point because we're presuming the hitchhiker and Leatherface are the children of this guy. We're presuming. But then Leatherface seems to have adopted the mother role since there is yeah. now no mother around. We don't know what happened to the mother. There's no signs of that whatsoever. Um, and yeah, like this, the gas owner seems like he's in control. Father, like, yeah, tells both of them off like children. Mm-hmm. Then treats her like a wife, like Leatherface like a wife. And then, yeah, it just seems like to lose his taste for everything at the table. And you get these yeah. weird shots of him later on, which we'll get to in a second. But of him sort of struggling he's like kind of cowering down but letting it happen yeah and, and then the hitchhiker takes over a little bit it's is weird yeah dynamic, for sure and i can't tell how much is it on purpose and how much is just not thought through but it's like you're thrown into chaos and this is the scene like this is the scene of the movie the dinner scene is the scene of the movie um that everyone remembers everyone's still terrified of you're either laughing or you're crying basically yeah. through it because it's so over the top and chaotic um give me a couple well one main production thing to do with this scene. So this scene, it was when it was about 130 degrees inside. Ugh. And it put stuff on the table, which had been there for a few days to like decay. And of course the whole thing just smelled unbelievable. There were like chickens just rotting in this yeah. room. People would have to go outside between takes to throw up literally oh outside. Um, and this shoot went on for 26 hours. Jeez. This film is the reason unions were invented for acting. Yeah. So <laughs> Sally was tied to this chair for nearly 26 hours. Jesus. And she said it was genuinely terrifying because we were surrounded by these men um, who were dressed as they were and acting how they were. And then all the crew were all men as well. Um, and everyone literally after 26 hours, like in that heat, you, you were going crazy. Like yeah. you literally were going crazy. And it f- fed into a lot of the performances in this scene. Um, which arguably really makes it work. But yeah. crazy stuff happens. So there's a bit where they go, they bring grandpa over um, and he seems, yeah, like he's dead maybe. And then they go to cut her finger uh, to give him life, to make him suck on it. Um, which for me is really, yeah, really creepy shot. It was yeah. weird. And he starts to like spasm from it and then he starts to almost dance with it and Justin did a little giggle. Yeah. <laughs> he was like dancing. He was like, yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. is this like becoming supernatural? Like, is he yeah. going to then... Because he, he I really yeah, thought he was dead until yeah. this point. And then right. I was like, oh, what the fuck? I was like, is this just Does a this, whole like, thing? Does this, like, give to... him life yeah. now? And all that. This whole thing confused. is to bring Grandpa back. But how, how are you feeling with that stuff? Like, the turns it's taken, like, where it's... Do you like it going in that I think that was the main... The biggest surprise I had was that he actually was alive. Right. Just because you start in the cemetery and you're hearing about corpses being stolen. So I was 100% mm. sure that he was dead. That's cool. Yeah. So it was very confusing. Yeah, to me, like that was yeah, I was out. The first time I watched it, I remember going, "This is fucking horrible. I can't do it." But it's meant to be horrible, obviously, yeah. and hilarious at the same time. And that's yeah. kind of I'm getting it now. Like, okay, it's meant to be hilarious and horrible, and it is both of those things. Whether I like that or not, 
is a different yeah. matter. <laughs> but it is succeeding in being this chaotic, nightmarish, hilar- hilarious kind of ride. Um, yeah, she was so delirious from shooting this. They had like a knife to cut her finger with, which had, you know, a little pipe at the back for blood to come out. And blood was not coming out of it. And they kept doing take after take. So when they got to a take without them knowing, she moved her finger so that the blade would actually cut her. So you would actually get real Jeez. blood. Because she just couldn't take doing it anymore. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's that actor actually it, sucked her blood. Yeah, because I, I was looking at it this time. Again, is that what really happened? Oh, Did she suck her blood? Because well, you see it in one shot. Oh, well, like when, when her finger actually gets cut, I was like, that looks like real blood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so appara- apparently, or, from what, or maybe said. when they did this finger sucking, that was yeah, it was well, that was fake. they pulled back to but a he goes to, yeah. yeah, but he goes to the mouth in one shot, but I don't yeah. know, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? That was your real blood. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like this we're blood brother and sister now. <laughs> blood siblings, that movie. <laughs> um, yeah. So then we get a lot of screaming, a lot of craziness, familial arguments about stuff. Yeah. They decide they want to kill her. We got these eyeball shots, which are really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gets Those closer and closer into eyeball. And the, the sounds, too. It's like chaotic. So crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy. Uh, was it too much for you guys? Or were you, like, was it, were you, so what, with this movie, were you actually scared in these moments? Or? No, it was, I was just getting a lot of panic. Anxiety. More anxious. And kind of yeah, I was like, ah, get out of there. <laughs> just, just get out of there. Somehow. Because there's not really finger. jolts in this movie, other than the first yeah. time Leatherface turns up and when he comes out of the dark. They're the two, I guess, jump scares. I yeah, suppose. when he first came out, he just had this big smile on his face, and I was like, oh, <laughs> What a happy guy. <laughs> this guy is so happy. <laughs> Can't feel <laughs> How bad. How could you break him. into his house? Yeah, he just popped in, he went, <laughs> and he smiled, and then the guy was like, Whoa! And he popped him in the head. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, he's down for the count. <laughs> At this point in the dinner scene, I'm still with the dad, though. Because, so they have all the macro shots of her eye and mm. the veins and the sweat under it and everything. But they keep, Going which they're showing the fan, the brothers too, I guess, but they keep going back to him. They do. And it w- this was like right after he said his whole spiel about how, yeah, I might not like not killing, but killing. it has to be done. And so I was, like, this felt to me like his mental breakdown. And he yeah. was just like very focused on her and was like, oh shit, they're about to kill her. Yeah, because she's doing for a second, is he actually going to stop them? Like, yeah. Think, yeah. Like, it's a weird, and I don't know if, again, if they're doing it on purpose or yeah, if it's just a weird editing like, decision. This looks cool. We're going to just keep panning around all the different people. But it does work to... because you see, like, everyone's in this crazy state and you can't mm-hmm. figure out what's going on in people's heads, what's going to happen. And then, yeah, they bring around Grandpa to do the actual kill, which is, yeah from this scene this is the bit everyone always remembers as the nastiest thing in almost any horror film ever for a lot of people is grandpa giving the hammer trying to hit her over the head like mm-hmm. he used to with the cattle um to kill her over a bucket and he can't do it he can't even hold the hammer it keeps falling and it's kind of genius it really is to like have that stack upon stack of what you thought this person was a dead corpse anyway so that's yeah. creepy having sucking on the blood from a finger to bring him alive that's really fucking just because it's the only sexual thing i guess in this film as well yeah. in a way and then this thing of like he can't even do it right so just this idea of just being ineffectually killed yeah. by something that horrible is kind of brilliant really because it's always in films about well how good is this killer at being a killer yeah like how good is freddy how good is jason like they can handle anything but having someone who's just completely Not ineffectual and you can't do anything about it like she can't you know well she does get out but for a while she can't get out it's yeah for me i remember feeling sick to my stomach when i first watched this movie and just i was on my own and 
yeah, on VHS and stuff. And I was just like, like, this is horrible. Why would anyone want to watch this movie? <laughs> I couldn't understand it. Um, yeah, was this like, was this for you guys the nastiest bit in the movie or was something else more affecting for you? The whole point, the whole, this section for me, I was just like, you could be using your legs and kicking them. <laughs> yeah. Because he's only holding her arms behind her back. Yeah. And I was confused about it. It kind of looked like she was helping him, like, bend and, you know, kneel before the bucket. And I was like, you could be doing a little bit more than that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Also, when she broke away, I was like, you could have grabbed that hammer. Yeah. This isn't. But she's just in, so I do believe in her frenetic kind of state of mind. Like, she's not really coherent. Yeah. I feel at that yeah. point. And he does get a hit in on her head. Like, yeah. she might have some concussion. Well, she definitely has some concussion. Yeah. yeah. Um, she jumped out of a second story window. She Again. jumped out of <laughs> another she, window in yeah, a second. After she breaks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess, were they still on the first floor for that yeah, second window? They're on the first, floor. On the first okay. floor this time. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, she was like, that was easy. Yeah, she breaks away pretty easy, but they don't seem to give a shit, really. And then she leaps out a window, runs to the road. It's now sunrise. Limps to the road. Limps to the road, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Leatherface and the hitchhiker both give chase. Um, But the hitchhiker, in a pretty comedic shot, is run over by a semi-truck. Yep. (laughs) Um, Which is pretty cool, because they have a full body that it runs over. Yeah. Yeah, That looks pretty cool. Um, And then Leatherface attacks the truck with his chainsaw. Sally's climbing in. And her poor rescuer, who's yeah. <laughs> just like, he gets out of the truck and it's like, sees Leatherface, like, nope, gets back in the truck again. And then Leatherface is like chainsawing away on the metal door. So he gets like a pipe wrench and then throws it at Leatherface's head. I didn't understand why yeah. they got back out of the car. Yes. Yeah, of the truck. I could have started it. I think they thought they couldn't the do gas. it in time because you can't, like, they take ages to get those things going. Yeah. But wasn't it already on? No. Did he turn it off? Even oh, yeah. if it was, should, like just yeah, to get the time, just to get the speed up, would take a while with one of those. Yeah, but I mean, you could just like lean. I'm still just moving though. Like, oh, if you see the chance, I'm like, yeah. fuck it, jump out, <laughs> bail out. But he smacks him. Yeah, he smacks Leatherface with a pipe wrench, and then Leatherface like accidentally chainsaws his own leg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he cuts himself <laughs> out. Which is a weird, yeah, weird shot. Um, and then that dude just runs away. <laughs> that dude <laughs> which is brilliant because then another car comes along. Sally jumps in the back of this other car. Uh, like a pickup truck mm-hmm. and the other dude's just running he doesn't yeah. like you never the see him again <laughs> like presumably he dies because after this film sally gets away in this truck Leatherface is left dancing in an infamous uh, scene where he's it's kind of yeah going between celebration and then frustration and then turns into just a dance for the health of it yeah. basically um and we'll yeah get to that in a second but like this other kid's just running away surely surely the family goes to get that guy because he's got nowhere to go and he's got no car. Yeah. His truck's like, he's not going to come back for his truck. He's dead. Yeah. Or he just kept running. He's like, Found fuck this. I'm going to go Yeah. Until he's out of Texas. Until he's out of Texas. Or runs into another car. I mean, it's like morning so people are driving around. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I, even the first time I saw this movie, I will say I hated it. I loved this last scene i love the shot from her perspective of the truck as we see later face getting further and further away i love the shot on her on the truck um just screaming like her screaming is fantastic and, and she, her body she's laughing fantastic yeah and then she yeah. goes into like laughter yeah, she's and obviously the handheld shot of later face dancing in the sunrise yeah dancing between the, it's something between <laughs> those three shots and the editing between them and then the sounds when you're with him the chains are so loud and then you're with her and her screaming so loud and then you go yeah. back to him the chains are so loud you and made a comment that it shot. sounded like a NASCAR race, and it yeah. kind of did. It sounded like yeah, engine. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really does. And it's, I feel it's the, re- it's the most cinematic 
this movie is at any point because the shots with her are really cinematic and every horror film tries to like then replicate that screaming at the end of a movie and uh, yeah. this is her scream is fantastic yeah, yeah. She, she can't act very well in the character scenes but her screams are great she's a she's a scream queen she is a scream, scream queen, queen. first screamy sure. creamy Queenie. Creamy. <laughs> Screamy, creamy. <laughs> That's a different oh, type yeah. of movie. That's the movie That's they were laundering gross. money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm confused. Um, yeah, I fucking love this ending and I love it. Then just cuts dead two credits. Mm-hmm. Just drops you straight out of it. And I can only imagine in the 70s, again, whether you liked it or hated it, but going to see this movie, battering you in the face yeah. with things you couldn't um, have. <laughs> He's fucking with all my audience. It batters you in the face and then just drops you straight out. Yeah. Like it's... Yeah, it, well, I, can't, I cannot imagine how much it would shake you up at that point to have seen this film in cinemas. Yeah, it would, especially because there was nothing really like that. Yeah. would have blew my mind. I'd probably like, I'm never going to Texas. I'm never and also because they made it seem movie like... Again. They also made it seem like it was real. Like it was yeah. a real thing. Yeah. So you probably were just didn't know anything about Texas. You're like, man, Texas Fuck is fucked that. up. <laughs> Doesn't, don't you have a cousin in Texas? Yeah, you should call them. Make sure they're okay. Are they okay? Have you seen Leatherface? <laughs> hey, I heard about Did that leather. I heard about leather guy. <laughs> like, which one? <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, John. Um, He's harmless. All right, so we're getting to our overall feelings. Before we do, just a couple more little facts about a movie. What happened afterwards? So John Larroquette, who did the uh, opening voiceover for the beginning which is also very famous now, like the scroll at the beginning where they're kind of pretending it's mm-hmm. real. Yeah, this is before Star Wars, right? 74, so yeah. Yeah, they, they started the... Uh, they started the opening crawl. Yeah. Um, he, apparently his payment for the opening narration was a, was a marijuana joint. So, <laughs> so he says. Um, then Edwin Neal, the hitchhiker. So a lot of people had a miserable time on this. Obviously payment afterwards, as we got a little bit into, was miserable. So people had a lot of bad experiences with this movie mm-hmm. and they put a lot into it, obviously. It was... It's gone down in history as one of the most difficult films ever made in terms of how it was made, um, the scheduling crate. Even though they had 32 days, which is a long time for a first indie movie. Yeah. It was still had a nightmare weeks. to make it. Yeah, seven day weeks. That sucks. Edwin Neal, the hitchhiker, for instance, said that making the film was more miserable than his service in Vietnam. And if he saw the director, Toby Hooper, again, he might kill him. Wow. Um, so people do not enjoy making this movie. Uh, so... There are a couple of iconic locations, the house, obviously, and the gas station, and some interesting things have happened with them. So the gas station was bought recently by someone called Roy Rose, and as of last summer, summer 2016, it was turned into a Texas Chainsaw Massacre horror campground. It has a restaurant, it's got a music venue, and it's got overnight cabins. Hmm. I'll check it out online. It looks pretty cool. Looks pretty cool. Shall we go? Are we going? We should go. Dude. Stop in Austin <laughs> and then go spend the night. Yeah, oh definitely. Yeah, when we go see your family and friends, we definitely should go and check it out. <laughs> the uh, the house uh, was actually is now just fields, uh, beautiful fields. But it was the whole house was relocated and fully restored, um, and it's now operated as the Junction House Restaurant on the ground of the Antlers Hotel Complex in uh, Kingsland, Texas. Kings Landing. Kings Landing. <laughs> Holy crap! Um, so yeah, you can go. And, you can go and eat. In the Texas Chainsaw House at Kingsland, Texas. Barbecue? Yeah, Humans, Human barbecue? The exact address is 1010 King Street. Huh? Anyone who's interested. 1010 King's Landing. Um, so yeah. That's These cool. Those are, are cool facts. Some of the cool facts that I have. Body count. So here's something with the horror movie. So we've already established no nudity. So how many kills? How many kills do you reckon it was in that movie? Do you count the mm. dead people that were already dead? No. 
Okay. Just the ones, the things that happen in in the movie. Four. Three. Both close was five. There was, there was five um, killings, apparently. This is what the official body count. That's the official Oh, yeah, body five. Count Actually, it is five. Yeah. Um, but how many did Leatherface kill? Four. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very small compared to most. Well, like Friday the 13th, for instance, first, <laughs> yeah. first episode, 10 people died. Um, it had a crest in 9 and 10 of 23 people dying in Friday the 13th movies. <laughs> yeah. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street only had four people in its first one. Halloween had seven. Child's Play had nine. Um, Scream had eight. So it's uh, you know, first film's always less. Less yeah. people die, for sure. But Friday the 13th got off to a good start with 10. So, so are they counting? They're counting Pam as a death or a kill? Pam. The oh, in the freezer, freezer, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For sure. She would have bled out anyway. Mm. Oh, yeah. She was on the hook. Yeah. 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 She, was, she was on the hook. Not off the hook. So, uh, and this is exciting for me as well, actually, because... As we said, we try and play this so you don't know where people are going to go at the end of one of these films with whether they would actually recommend it or not. So we don't need to do our scores. At the end of uh, all these podcasts, we do another episode where we put everything in order and we'll do that after Leatherface is out so we can put all of them in order, favorite to least favorite. Uh, but right now we should at least say, do we recommend something or do we not recommend that people see this movie? Uh, let's start. Okay, I honestly don't know where you two are going to go with it because I've seen you both do some up and down on this one. <laughs> Justin, let's begin with you, sir. Well, I say if you live in Texas, I don't recommend it because you're going to be terrified. (laughs) But if you live outside the state of Texas, then hell yeah, America. America. (laughs) Nah, yeah, I I recommend it. Never, ever visit. Yeah, but don't ever go to Texas after you watch it. Um, (laughs) No, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, an iconic film, uh, you know, leewayed into what horror is today. So I definitely think you should watch it. Um, And just... Pay attention to Leatherface and how happy he is. <laughs> He's a happy boy. Did yeah. you enjoy it, though? Did you like? Because yeah. you were worried getting into this. Did you enjoy it more than you thought it was? Like, was it actually? Scary? Oh, I liked. I liked the build up into it. Um, the characters were just kind of like more. Um, it's it's definitely Leatherface is isn't like a super rooting type of character as you know Jason. Um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did it actually scare you as a horror movie though? Scared me as a biopic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't scary at all. Okay. So Probably because I'm a veteran at watching horror films now. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Was it, so did you find Friday the 13th movies more scary than this one, though? Um, no. I, I would say Friday the 13th, like, yeah, their first ones. Uh, Friday the 13th is a little bit more like, oh, man, because, you know, you're camping more. Rather, this is just like, just don't go to that. Just don't go to that neighborhood. <laughs> just don't go to don't Texas. Go to that house. Be fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So you find that you can just relate to Friday Thirteenth a bit better than this one. So it's kind of yeah. Yeah. Spooks you in a different way. Yeah. I guess Friday Thirteenth is more jolty for sure. Like yeah. Texas Chainsaw is like. Yeah, Friday Thirteenth. It's like it's everyone like, goes camping. You know, it's in a forest and all that. Whereas Texas Chainsaw is like, uh, weird ass people here you in Texas. Hang out uh, in these yeah. Don't. It's it's a lot of like don't go into someone's house. Like you know that. Whereas you know Friday Thirteenth is like. Don't have, don't be a counselor and have sex. Like I don't know. What you might do. What you fair. would do if you were a camp counselor. <laughs> um, all right, so we won't <laughs> recommend. <laughs> yeah. Allie, how do you feel about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Do you recommend it? I have things I like and things I don't like. Avoiding the question. Um, <laughs> I we're about to dive in. I think I definitely see why it's iconic and that it makes me look forward to 
the next six films we're going to be watching just because I think the things that I don't like about it are easily fixable, like developing your characters in the first half hour. Have plenty of time to mm-hmm. do that, make them a little bit more interesting. Um, and I'm interested to see if they do incorporate more blood or more intense sound effects with the kills and with hanging bodies on meat hooks and all that stuff. Um, my main problems are they don't develop the characters much. A lot of it is, which this goes with most horror films, is like, you're like, you're doing stupid things. You could, this is clearly another option. Like, be quiet and lay down and you can escape or fight harder, use your legs. Or there's just a bunch. That's what, like, she skipped that's leg, all She skipped from. leg day, all right? She skipped leg day. It's very important. You got to focus on it. Um, and then, which this is just a weird thing with me. I feel similarly to this type of horror horror monster scary movie as i do to like shark scary movies mm-hmm. is that like because <laughs> no. i'm interested what you gotta go laughing. with this um so i i like underdogs and i usually root for underdogs in life and in movies and so seeing it's hard when you see like a character that 100 percent is special needs like being depicted as the monster in the scary one mm-hmm. which I understand this is a scary movie. This is a horror movie. Just like you under, you should go into shark movies understanding this is a scary movie. We're trying to scare you, and it's a thriller. Um, so that's my main. Well, no, that's battle, interesting. Do you battle? F- do you feel because, like I say, like Gunner went. You're presuming you're talking about Leatherface in particular, or are you talking about the others? Mo- well, so you definitely, obviously, they all have mental issues. Mm-hmm. The three of them. You see it most physically speaking with the hitchhiker, just because he oh, has okay. a lot of the like fidgety characteristics Interesting. and you see i mean maybe if we if leatherface didn't have a skin mask on you would see like those characteristics too with him um i feel though yeah, by putting it as generational you do bring in this idea of basically you know and you're presuming it's from the grandpa but maybe it's from before the grandpa even mm-hmm. of just abuse in this family like they, yeah. that's how they've been brought up with abuse which makes it for me more excusable because it's not like oh you just got a villain and because they're mentally handicapped they're evil you right know? it's like no this is obviously generations of abuse and probably inbreeding and eating human flesh which god knows what that does to your gene pool and just like just all of this stuff that's created them this way so i feel for me it's so far removed from the reality of right 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 yeah it's not somebody genuinely just anyone you could relate this to in real life it's yeah a weird stew of weird family shit happening in the environment you grew up in yeah yep texas Texas, <laughs> what it does to you. How do you feel as a Texan with this movie? Are you happy with the representation? Uh, <laughs> Texas is a big place. <laughs> Different That's everywhere. That's what know. I heard. <laughs> Texas is a big place. Um, so you're recommending it though? Um, as If you're a horror film fan, yes. If you don't watch much horror, maybe start elsewhere. <laughs> okay. And did it scare you? No, it, it wasn't scary to me. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm hoping good. they get scarier with technology evolving and maybe getting different talent involved. Well, I think that's interesting because it's going to like, yeah, for, you know, I'm, yeah, we'll see. I don't want to like spoil things, but it, it depends, I guess, what scares you. Yeah, if it is prof- how a film's made proficiently or technology mm-hmm. or effects or whatever. I think sound is a big deal. But that's it. the thing that if for me, were... like, this is the thing that scares me in this movie is the sound and it is kind of how yeah and how maturely made some of the aspects of it are it makes it chaotic and that to me is the thing that for sure scared me most to begin with because yeah it feels like 
yeah. like snuff like it feels under your skin like real just grimy and that's more ugly for me like other horror films i might enjoy a lot more but they don't scare me really because it's just too clean or too well made or whatever mm-hmm. um so i know i'm pretty sure as i go on through them none of them will get under my skin like this one like this one will definitely whether i mean it definitely scared me at one point so this will definitely be the one i think that scares me the most out of them all um it's really weird going back to it. it was this was definitely my favorite viewing of this film like coming into it now with this 4k remaster and i do think that's important like it looks clean um and it it's uh, it's a chaotic movie and i really appreciate how it was made now i appreciate the cinematography of it i if this movie had characters that i could care about who were interesting and likable then i think i could really get behind this movie I really do but it doesn't and that pisses me off because the baddies I can't get behind and as we're going to go through it that's what me and Jason were talking about like you kind of mentioned you we got behind Jason like you end up loving Jason and he's your hero really but the Friday 13th movies they try and play it so you have your protagonist who you men are like and Jason who you men are like and that's a smart way to play it because then you're kind of whatever's happening you're on board with somebody mm-hmm. in this movie no matter what's happening I'm not on board yeah, with anybody you don't really like anyone yeah Leatherface I find interesting and I think the portrayal here is cool. I think also, I mean, just the character, like the family, they just, the way that, I don't know, they're written or whatever, it's just really interesting, like their mentality and how they have, like the cook, for example, like how he doesn't like the violence aspect, but the the brother, the hitchhiker brother, he goes and he's the one who like loots for the bodies and Mm -hmm. then, what's his name? basic leatherface takes care of the house and all that just like that dynamics really interesting yeah and it's like a cool insight to see uh just like how they worked i like that it's like wow these are really weird people how do they all yeah together yeah i agree with you i found them i found them more interesting than our leads i wasn't behind them like i didn't like them or anything but i definitely was more interested they're definitely more fascinating yeah i I just like the the smile that he has (laughs) when he first pops it like seriously they do all have weird smiles yeah. it's like a which they focus on Leatherface's teeth at one yeah. point yeah. like they all come yeah. to a little when, when, yeah, he, he, weird when he pops into frame for the very first like scene where you see him he's like full on just super happy smile like <laughs> I'm in the movie kind of smile <laughs> which you're it. like actually you're you're supposed to be like this real person but it's <laughs> it's super funny and it just makes me laugh every time thinking about it um so yeah, I would definitely recommend it to like it's one of those films which like, you know, if you if you're into film history, this is a super important film. Yeah, yeah. gotta see it, particularly horror. Uh, but even not horror, it's a very important movie. So everyone I think should see it. So to recommend it in that way. Would I recommend it regularly as a movie? I'm surprised to find myself say yes this time. Because I've grown up hating this, talking shit about this movie, <laughs> not even respecting it. Now I definitely respect it. I just still don't like it. I don't know how many times I've come back to it. There's certain scenes I think I would maybe now. Um, uh, but yeah, the character doesn't mean much to me, um, and we'll see as we go through now if that character evolves a bit and yeah gets to a place where I can get behind it because I want to see Leatherface again or someone else. But when I'm not behind that final girl, really, and I'm not yeah. behind the killer, it's like I don't know who. What are you rooting for? Yeah, but that end that end scene, man, oh, fucking great, love it. <laughs> she yeah. she gets me in that in that scene. I'm almost convinced of like, oh, I love her. She's amazing. It's like oh, I don't like the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um. All right, so the next movie didn't come out for 12 years. They kept trying to get money for it, and no one will give it to them, but we'll get into that. Um, 12 years, 1986 was the next one. Ali, you've kind of mentioned already, I guess, what you're hoping for from it. You're hoping for some character development. Yep. 
you're hoping for some better effects better yeah better production uh, all that stuff justin what are you hoping for with the sequel um characters that i care about <laughs> okay <laughs> well yeah. you're gonna get dennis hopper oh do like dennis hopper um i guess i don't know i don't i, I mean my expectation for it is kind of just like open to that's see where it goes. that's the right way to be yeah i don't i don't have like i need to have this i'm like all right let's see where you go with this story like how are you gonna tell me your story so we will be returning with the same director toby hooper um, oh, cool. this is the only other one that he directed and it was uh, miserable for 12 years later uh <laughs> it's a very different movie because i'm so. like you there's no way you can make dennis hopper miserable and not pay a consequence <laughs> that is very very true um so we'll be back on 8th of september with the texas chainsaw massacre part two of this podcast uh, if you want to help us out which we would appreciate go on to itunes type in we are geeks find our podcast subscribe you'll get this one uh, there'll be the horror channel so you can get all of our horror ones there'll also our regular weekly podcast which is just called geeks and that's geeks. talking about movies and video games uh, that are topical to each week uh, news and releases and such Justin's on that one Alex uh, on it sometimes I am uh, we've got there. Adrian on it uh, Nate and Alex yeah, sometimes <laughs> other boy. people's boy <laughs> oh yeah uh, yeah the Australian dude can you just do one podcast where all four of us you just do all the accents yeah great buddy. I mean I can only do like New Zealand Australian perfect that's Maybe, I, can, I could do a British accent righto that's the way mate <laughs> I don't know I've been your host. <laughs> yes, me lord. Righto. Um, yeah, sorry. What was I saying? Uh, we are geeks on iTunes. <laughs> if you could subscribe and rate, that would be great. Um, and if you go to our website for our production company, we are Tessellate with two S's and two L's. They put out all this stuff. Uh, we make movies. Uh, we just got our first feature films coming out now. Uh, they're genre-based as well. One is called Starfish. Um, you can find all about that stuff on our website and also on our regular podcast. I've been your host, Mr. Al White. On all the social medias, Justin. Hi. <laughs> How can people talk oh. to you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's Radley. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, no, no, it's not good luck. It's just, it's Radley. I-T-S-R-A-D-L-E-Y. And Allison Holland. It's Ali Sue on Instagram. Allie you can Sue. find me on Twitter, but I'll never see you because I never get on. Cool. Can you, do you just post like pictures of dead armadillos in the road and things like that? horse carcasses barbecue uh, i yeah. do a lot of zodiac readings <laughs> we'll be back next friday until then we're out <laughs> geeks, geeks.